Hello and welcome to From the Rookery and brought to you by The Athletic. My name is John and it's Saturday. Happy Saturday, everybody. We're back with another one of our live commentaries that aren't actually live and aren't actually real. They just all come from the amazing mind of one Colin Mace. And of course, today it is Watford at home to Newcastle United. You might have been there. You might have travelled, been planning to travel a huge distance to get to Vicarage Road for this game. Uh, Maybe even further than the Newcastle fans. But... It was always going to be, as every game is at this point in the season, a really, really important game for the Hornets. And we'll find out exactly what happened in this sort of make-believe season that we've created here and from the Rookery End uh, that Colin is seeing out. We, we, we are planning a big finish to the season in a few weeks' time. But the plan of action is for from the Ukraine of next month or so, we're going to have these coming out on a Saturday morning, uh, ready for you to press play on a Saturday afternoon. Around about 22, quarter to three should be about right. So you get that full-on Saturday afternoon feeling. And on a Wednesday, we'll be putting out another podcast, uh, and that will mainly be our Watford in 100 objects. Thank you so much for everyone who has listened and those who have already suggested new objects. Remember, we've, we've got about seven 70 or so sorted out uh, and we'll be reliving those on the podcast but then there's 30 left to fill the 100 objects that we're trying to find objects that define Watford Football Club be it historically an important event or maybe just you as a Watford fan and what it means to you to be a Watford fan so please keep getting in touch via social media at Watford Podcast on Twitter Facebook and on Instagram but also of course you can email us podcast at fromtherookerend.com but back to the football back to the brilliance that is Colin Mace live at Vicarage Road for Watford against Newcastle United commentary on its way but first the match preview a podcast made by Watford fans fans for Watford fans from the rookery end Welcome back to FTRE FM Radio. My name is Colin Mace and I am here at Vicarage Road today for the game between Watford and Newcastle United and very much looking forward to it I am. It's a beautiful sunny day here at Vicarage Road. Uh, sun streaming down. Fortunately we're just under uh, the roof of the at the top of the Sir Elton John stand so the sun is not in our eyes at the moment but as it goes down it sort of creeps up the stand can be quite difficult for the spectators in this stand and presumably also for the uh, the managers on the touchline but we'd rather have it sunny and warm than uh, freezing cold with driving rain although I'm not sure that all the players would think that alongside me today for this game I'm very 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 glad to welcome back uh, one of my favorite people Kenny McPhee how are you Kenny Oh, I, I'm uh, I'm absolutely great, Colin. It's great to be back here. I, I do love this stadium. It's uh, small and tight, and it's just a uh, it's just a very beautiful place to watch football. And uh, we're on the halfway line, as you say, at the top of the Sir Elton John stand. Perfect view of of everything really from up here. And um, facilities are great. And coming to this club is uh, people are just so friendly. And uh, yeah, it really still has that feel of a family club that uh, Graham Taylor back in the day. Uh, you know that's his legacy really for for Watford I, I believe absolutely right and uh, again today is a tough game for Watford they're at home so um, having beaten Norwich or squeaked past Norwich in the 93rd minute uh, last Saturday they're at home again which is a bit of an advantage I believe um, the next uh, the next games are tougher and this is definitely one that they'll be looking to get three points from Newcastle are pretty much safe now on 39 points and uh, 
they haven't really got an enormous amount to play for, but obviously another three points for them will push them into the top half of the table or give them a chance of doing that. And Steve Bruce is a tough sort of character. He won't let the squad um, take a backward step just because they're effectively safe. Uh, will he can? No, no, uh, Steve Bruce is a, is, a, is a disciplinarian, a tough guy, and uh, he'll be making sure that he gets that message across to the players. There'll be no, there'll be no flip-flops worn by Newcastle players in this game. Absolutely right. Watford, on the other hand, of course, um, don't need much motivation because uh, they are now on 34 points and definitely need at least another four, possibly five points to guarantee safety. And if they could get three here today, it would be a giant leap forward uh, to that aim. How do you think Watford are doing at the moment? Well, you know, they're still conceding goals. They, they conceded two at home against Norwich. They conceded three at home uh, against Southampton. So things are, are not great at the back. It is a settled side, which is a good thing at a time like this. But um, the truth is they do score goals. And unlike some of the other teams in that bottom six uh, who don't score goals, scoring goals is, uh, is very, very important, obviously. And... Um, Having someone like Andre Gray on the bench to come in and uh, get the winner like he did last week is very important for a, for a manager like Nigel Pearson to have that kind of quality and ambition and drive in your squad. So, uh, yeah, I think Watford are in a good position. They're the, they're the top of that mini league at the moment. Yes, we'll just have a quick look at the table. So Watford are in 15th on 34 points and below them West Ham on 32 points and below them Bournemouth on 32 points. Now, the key thing here is that uh, all those teams have played 34 games. But below the line, you have Brighton on 31 points and Norwich on 28 points. They've only played 33 games. And bottom of the pack, Aston Villa on 28 points, having only played 32 games. So for those teams, winning their games in hand will be absolutely crucial. Aye, aye, it will. And, uh, but it's not easy, you know. It's not easy to win your, uh, your games in hand. What you really want is the points on the board. You can have two, three games in hand, but if you don't win them, then what's the point of them? So, And it can be hard because you've then got to play every three or four days, where, whereas Watford, West Ham and Bournemouth just play once a week and um, they can prepare properly for games and have a proper plan and uh, and maybe be a bit fresher as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. Thank you, Kenny. So we'll just have a look at the lineups. But before we do that, um, earlier today, I managed to have a conversation with Jose Mourinho. He gave us... Uh, some insight into the relegation battle and talked specifically about Watford. So here's Jose. Jose, thank you very much for talking to us uh, today on this uh, this Saturday. We've here at Vicarage Road with a game between Watford and Newcastle United. How, what do you? How do you feel about this relegation battle? It's very tight. And uh, specifically, what do you think about Watford? I don't know. Is very very difficult to be in relegation relegation battle but Watford has good players and they have togetherness I think which is important and they have very very good coach he comes to Watford 9 points 16 games and he turns the team around now they have very very good chance to stay up, which is important, and they have good players. They have Capu, good player. Decore, very good player. Dini, very, very good player, very, very good captain. So I think Watford have good chance 
but who knows? Very difficult. Very difficult when you have to win. So, that's my feeling. Very tight. Very tight down there. Norwich, I think, maybe one club that won't make it. But after them, it could be any other two from the other five. Thank you, Jose, for that insight. And uh, it was great to have you on the programme today. So, Kenny, that was, uh, that was Jose's view. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. I think that he's picked out three players for Watford, which are very, very important for them. And um, Deeney specifically, and I know it's been said, and as I've said before, I think everything's been written about Troy Deeney. There's nothing left to say, but, you know, when he leads the team, when he's... You know, the header, he, he got his head on that ball last week and knocked it down for Gray to stick it away. And, uh, you know, that's what Troy can do. He gets himself into a little tiny weeny pocket of space against two enormous centre-backs. But the cross came in and he, he just was able to, to find it. He's instinctively very good when he's in the box. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that he can do well again today. OK, so we're just going to have a quick look at the lineups. We'll, we'll look at the home team first. We have a settled-back five of fostering goal with... Adam Messina at left-back, Cabaselli and Cathcart centre-backs and Kiko Femenia at right-back. Now, there's been one change to the starting lineup this week. Nigel Pearson has decided to take Tom Deli-Bashiru out of the firing line, despite doing very well last week, I believe, and he's brought Nathaniel Chalabar back in alongside Etienne Capoue. Ahead of them, we have Welbeck on the left side, Ishmael Assar on the right side, Decore in the middle, and then Dini, resplendent with the number nine on his back, up top in the centre-forward position. Are you surprised by that change? No, no. When you've got a very young lad who's not experienced, you know, you want to give him some game time, but you don't want to put too much pressure on the boy. So I think having Chalabar back in the side is a good thing for Watford. He's very strong. He's very good defensively. He's very good on the ball. And uh, as we see, this, um, this Newcastle side is packed full of pace and creativity and it's going to be a very difficult game for Watford I believe yeah so we're going to move on now to the Newcastle side uh, we have Dubravka the Slovakian goalkeeper and then at the back at left back we have Danny Rose who made a surprising move for many people uh, from Tottenham to Newcastle uh, in the middle there we've got Fernandes and Lascelles who is the captain of the team and at right back we have Manquillo uh, the Spanish right back and he's gone for a, a 4-3-3, and it's a pretty adventurous lineup from Newcastle. Hayden in the middle, Ritchie on the left side of a midfield three, and Shelby on the right side of a midfield three. And then up front, he's got the three amigos, you might say. Gale in the middle, playing in the number nine role. On the left, Sam Maximin, the uh, Frenchman, who is, uh, well, I mean, he's... He's not just quick, he's like an express train. And then on the right, Almiron, who may be uh, not suited necessarily to that wider role, likes to play through the middle, but um, anyway, that's the line-up, and that is going to cause Watford a few problems. Ah, it will. There's no doubt you've got Sam Maximum flying down that left wing, and uh, he's got Richie behind him, who's, who's no slouch himself, and then on the other side you've got Almiron, um, who's up against Messina, and behind him Shelby, who is... Uh, a very creative player on his day and can be a handful and Hayden is sort of the anchor there the only thing about having those if you like those five men that like to get forward Richie Shelby Almiron Gale and Sam Maximan is that they may be a little bit well what's the word vulnerable to a breakaway uh, the gap between the back four and the front six if you like 
could could open up if they get stretched like that Watford can definitely do something there but that Watford defence is going to have to be absolutely at its best and they'll be looking to keep a clean sheet yes now that's absolutely right I can see Sam Maximan and um, and Firmenia having a having a right old tussle but equally you could argue that Ismail Saar is going to be up there uh, challenging Danny Rose who uh, will definitely have his hands full um, with that young player oh I I mean Saar is uh, we've seen it time and time again he's um, absolutely rapid and I would certainly wouldn't want to um, wouldn't want to play against him I, I was over on the other side of the pitch but uh, I, I, I don't know I think um, I think it's uh, it's going to be hard for Rose. He he's he is such a good player, Sar, and and Decore gets over to help him up, help him out there. And if Firmino comes up as well, you know they could overload that side of the pitch. But um, I think it's uh, it's it looks like it's going to be a very good game. A lot of attacking talent on the pitch, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so we've got about uh, ten minutes to go before uh, kick off. The ground is. Uh, as always, beginning to fill up. Uh, the 1881 movement, I believe, have something planned in the Rookery stand. They have a surfer flag, so um, certainly be looking forward to seeing that as the players come out onto the pitch. They'll be there now in the dressing room and they'll be getting their final words of instruction now that they've gone back into the dressing room after their warm-up. Uh, there's quite a, a big crowd ex uh, expected today. Relegation battles can do that to attendance. They come because there's something at stake. They're not just sitting in mid-table. So I'm expecting a great atmosphere here on a beautiful sunny day at Vicarage Road. And I think now I'm going to throw you back to the studio so you can get updates on other games around the country, particularly the games that affect the relegation battle. So we'll be back here in time for kickoff. Thank you, Kenny, for joining me today. Absolute pleasure, Colin. And um, throw you back to the studio. Are you bored of your virtual family pub quizzes during lockdown? Tired of being ashamed about having absolutely no general knowledge at all? Then join me, Andy Lewis, for an evening of quizzing about the greatest football club in the world. There'll be trivia, pictures, music, and even a video round to test your knowledge on all things Watford FC. Saturday, 25th of April, 8pm British Summertime, live on the Hornet's Nest Facebook page. Simply go to www.facebook.com forward slash Hornets Nest WFC or search for at Hornets Nest WFC on Facebook. And don't forget to use the hashtag WatfordFCQuiz if you're playing along. So, what are you waiting for? You have 139 years of history to brush up on before Saturday. You best get started. Welcome back to Vicarage Road. My name's Colin Mason. Alongside me is Kenny McPhee. It's a beautiful sunny day here at the Vic, as it's known colloquially in the area. And uh, the players are just coming out onto the pitch now. There's uh, quite a good atmosphere. And over to my left in the Rookery stand, the 1881 movement have unfurled this extraordinary uh, surfer flag, which has got uh, many, many Watford legends on it. I can see Ross Jenkins and Luther Blissett up there on it. and. Uh, and the, the grounds applauding uh, the unfurling of this flag. It's a, it's a great effort by the 1881 movement and I'm sure it inspires the players as they as they come out to the theme tune from Zed Cars. Oh, hey, Colin, you're, you're not wrong. Things like this, you know, I think a lot of people think the fans don't make a massive amount of difference to the players, but they really, really do. And I can remember times when, you know, uh, when I was at Everton and uh, we weren't doing so well and, you know, when he came out at Goodison and... If the, if the fans weren't behind you if, you, if you started getting a few boos, uh, 
you know, some G some, some players would be getting jeered and it was terrible for morale. And uh, but when the when the when the fans get behind you, when they really push you, it can make a massive difference. And these these things like the, the care taken to get this flag made and to have it unfurl, all the volunteers, it's um it's really quite something, and it and it will just put that extra little wee bit of spring into the players' legs and feet and. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic effort there and the whole ground, well obviously, apart from the Newcastle fans, the whole ground are applauding that effort. Yeah, no, exactly right. And um, now they're all just shaking hands and getting ready and going into their huddle. And we are getting very close to kickoff. Referee is just uh, bringing them together and uh, it's looking like we're, normal service is resumed with Watford shooting towards the Vicarage Road end, so shooting from left to right from where we are sitting and Newcastle will spend the first half trying to score a goal in front of the Rookery stand, which is the main home end, I suppose you would say. It's where most of the noise comes. It's what leads the singing. And it's looking like Watford are going to take this kick-off. Uh, Deeney's got his foot on the ball. Etienne Kapoor's got his hands raised and he's looking up into the sky, as he always does. It's his sort of trademark moment before the game kicks off. Foster is doing some extraordinary kind of yoga stretches, it seems to me. I don't quite know whether that's good for him or not. Ever do anything like that, Kenny? No, no, <laughs> no. Yoga was... Uh, uh, I was a bit before the time where players did things like yoga and uh, Pilates and uh, all this kind of stuff, so... Um, yeah, no, I've never, I've never done that, and I, I'm surprised that he can at his age. Okay, so we're about ready for kickoff, and Dini just knocks it back to Kapu, who very languidly puts it out uh, to Welbeck on the left-hand side, who uh, traps it down with his, uh, with his left foot, and uh, it's just uh, looking around, uh, trying to see whether or not there's an opportunity to get the ball forward very, very early, but uh, it doesn't seem to be. Uh, Mankio comes out to, to close him down, and Welbeck just tucks it back into Chalabar there, Chalabar getting a touch, he, he passes it sideways to Kapu and Kapu just knocks it back to Cathcart and uh, Cathcart knocks it all the way back to Foster. Uh, once again we see uh, Newcastle not too keen to come out and press uh, this early in the game in the first minute or so, so they're just organising themselves and you can see that 4-3-3 system now, can't you, quite clearly, uh, Kenny. Ah, uh, you can, you've got Shelby there uh, on the right side of midfield with Hayden there, as you see, a kind of anchor and and Richie on the left, it's, it's a difficult system to get right because the two wide players want to get forward, Shelby and, and Richie want to get forward, uh, which can leave you a bit exposed in the middle. What they need to make sure is that Shelby and Richie come in tight when they haven't got the ball to protect the back four. And we'll have to wait and see whether they do that, whether they've got the discipline to do it. It's very, very difficult. I mean, their, their top goal scorer, Colin, I'd, um, just looking over your shoulder at your notes, <laughs> sorry, their top goal scorer is Shelby with five. So. That's um, that's going to be uh, it's going to be hard. He, he's going to want to get forward. He's he's their main man. They've got Gale up front. Hasn't scored a goal for them yet. So I don't know. It's a, it's an odd one. And um, yeah, so Foster just knocked it out to Kika from India while Kenny was talking there, and he's uh, played it back uh, to Kapu. And uh, the score here after just a couple of minutes is Watford nil, Newcastle United nil. Who has the ball? And uh, we are still inside Watford's half, just approaching the halfway line. He plays it out to Saar, who knocks it back into Decore. It seems to me that all the Watford players just want to get a touch. I think the only one who hasn't touched the ball is Cabaselli and Messina so far. I'm sure they'll get their chance, or maybe as defenders, they quite happily not see the ball at all for 90 minutes. Saar has the ball now, and he 
takes it forward into the into the Newcastle half and now he is uh, gaining some attention. Sam Maximum comes over, he's a big strong lad and he, he tackles Saar there and wins the ball and gets the ball forward to Gale who is now in the Watford half who passes it out to Almiron. Almiron goes on the run, he's uh, coming up against Messina but Messina blocks him now, that's good football from Messina and the, the ball goes out for a Newcastle throw-in. About halfway into the Watford half, not quite level with the Watford penalty area and Manquillo comes up uh, to take that, the right back from Spain, um, very very nice player to watch, very elegant and uh, quick as well, uh, very much a modern fullback. He uh, has the ball in his hands now and he's bouncing it and uh, there's a bit of argy-bargy going on there between Almiron and Messina and Cabaselli. Obviously they're looking to get Almiron on the ball, he's a very dangerous player on his day. Gale is just sort of loitering on the D and here comes the throw and it does go to Almiron or I should say it goes towards Almiron but uh, Messina actually gets his head on that and it, it goes out to Chalabar who traps it. Hayden comes running in to try and win the ball off Chalabar high up but uh, Chalabar's aware of it and a little bit too good for him there and he, he turns outside of him with the ball still at his feet. Hayden has to track back to make sure that uh, Chalabar doesn't run into that space and uh, passes it out to Welbeck. Welbeck quickly into Decore. Decore to Saar. Saar back to Kapu. Saar seeming just at this stage a little bit uh, cautious and not wanting to get too far forward after only three, four minutes. And Kapu now has the ball, knocks it back to Firminia, who comes up. When we see Firminia get forward and support Saar, uh, Watford look a lot more dangerous. That's right, isn't it, Kenny? Uh, it is, but um, in this first half, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Firminia doing that because uh, they won't want to concede a goal. But uh, yes, that's right. When he gets forward, when he decides to get forward, it does help Saar out quite a bit. Kapu's got the ball now and he's uh, just knocked it forward to Decore and Decore has played it to Saar but Richie's come in and tackled him there that's a good tackle he knocks it inside to Hayden Hayden with the ball goes past Decore up against Chalabar and Kapu but he knocks it sideways to Shelby Shelby looking good resplendent with his completely bald head not difficult to spot Shelby anywhere and Shelby uh, just brings the ball forward Chalabar comes across tries to tackle him but uh, Shelby's uh, pushed him out of the way mm, borderline foul that uh, in my opinion and uh, there he is against Messina and now Messina goes out to uh, try and stop him advancing even further Almiron is just inside him in the inside right position and Shelby finds him and continues his run and Almiron plays it between Cabaselli and Messina and there's Shelby back on the ball at the byline he crosses it and it's just gone over Gale's head and all the way out to Firminia who is immediately pressed by Sam Maximum. this is good from Newcastle they're getting forward now putting that Watford defence under a bit of pressure but Firminia knocks the ball round the side of uh, Sam Maximum and just over the head of Richie into Saar and here comes Saar now and Saar's running down into the Newcastle half and Fernandez is half in mind to come out and stop him Rose is there but Saar skips past Rose and into the box and here comes Saar now and he shoots it's a goal it's a goal what fantastic football from Saar it's five minutes into the game Saar picked the ball up from a pass from Firminia skipped past Rose and into the box and uh, before anyone could really stop him he, he, he shot with his right foot and it went in at the far post uh, Dubravka there trying to uh, trying to, to, to just protect that near post and just leaves that, that tiny little window at the far post and Saar finds it with an absolutely fantastic shot with his right foot and Watford take the lead very early in this game that, that is very much a surprise we don't normally see Watford scoring this early in a game it's now just nearly six minutes into the game and Saras has wheeled away there in front of the family stand on the corner of the Graham Taylor stand over there to the right of us and he is being congratulated by Troy Deeney by Decore there's a, a huge bundle going on but very early in the game to score which can be a good thing sometimes but it can also be difficult to manage afterwards but what a goal that was 
Aye, well, as I said before, uh, where the game started, this boy is absolutely rapid. And uh, it was a good ball into him. And uh, it uh, just went over uh, Richie's head there. And uh, not the tallest Richie. And Saga on it very, very quickly. And Fernandez made a mistake, I think, because he wanted to come out and close him down. And actually, that was really Rose's job. And when Rose finally got to him, it was too late. He skipped past him, and Fernandez was a little bit out of position, having to track back. And that made it possible for Saar to get into the box. And uh, once he got, it's a tight angle. You're not, you're not wrong. It was a, it was a very good finish. I think he may have just hit that with the outside of his right boot to try and just sort of put a bit of bend on it and get it in at the far post. Depravka, as you see, was protecting his near post. And uh, well, what a start for Watford. Uh, he hit it so clean on the sprint as well the technique there is uh, Lascelles uh, just standing there with his hands on his hips and he, he doesn't seem at all happy no I'm, I'm sure he's not happy at all it was quite poor defending and didn't really expect to see Watford get that far forward but the ball as you say was so good and Saar couldn't couldn't uh, resist the temptation to to get forward and once he was in the box there's there's no way anyone's going to tackle him then you know it's, it's a penalty waiting to happen Dubravka could have come maybe a bit earlier but uh no, it was an excellent play there from this young Senegalese boy, Ismail Assar, and he's put his team 1-0 up after about five and a half minutes. Fantastic play from him. Dini, a big grin on his face, slapping the young man on his back. I suspect a player like Troy Dini has a very positive effect on, on a young boy coming to a new country, to a new club. Oh, I, I mean, that's one of the things that Dini can do. I mean, when you've got a player like Dini, it's not just him, of course, you've got players like Jarelio Gomez and uh, Capu uh, and now Danny Welbeck, Cathcart, you've got Foster, you've got players with a lot of experience so they can put their arm around a young boy like that. There's a lot of pressure on him, there's a lot expected of him. Um, he's played some, he's played very well in many games and he's absolutely nailed down that starting position and uh, oh, he's repaying them in spades but you're quite right, Dini is the sort of player that can, um, that can definitely help a young man like that in training and and it's it's all the hours you, when you're not training that's the hard part when you're young you go back to your digs your flat whatever and you know you're twiddling your thumbs till the next day when you can come in and see your mates and, and, and go training but these days i think they've got it pretty well organized absolutely right well the uh, crowd here at vicarage road is is buzzing there's an electric atmosphere here now with their team one nil up against newcastle united the Newcastle United players ambled back into position and the Watford players, after their celebration, in fact, sprinted back into their position. They have their back to the rookery. Foster celebrating with the fans in the rookery once that goal was scored. Almiron play knocks it back to Hayden. Hayden knocks it wide to Shelby and Shelby knocks it long up to the left wing there where some Sam Maximum tries to get his head on it but it comes off the top of his head and goes out for a Watford throw. We are now nine and a half minutes into this first half and... It is Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. Ismail Assar scoring after five and a half minutes. Firminia has the ball in his hand. He's bouncing it, certainly not in a rush now to take this throw in. Uh, but he throws it towards Dini, who has Hayden on the halfway line, keeping him company there. But Dini brings it down on his chest, playing a bit deep today. Dini knocks it short to Decore and then turns and tries to make a run into the Newcastle half but Hayden puts his arm around him there and uh, referee spots that and blows his whistle and that will be a Watford free kick rather stupid that of Hayden I don't think Dini was going anywhere particularly dangerous but nevertheless I suppose you have to put a marker down at this stage uh, you do you can't just let Dini uh, bully you you've got to stand up to him if you let him bully you you're, you're in real trouble because um, once he puts a little bit of doubt in your head uh, 
Yeah, he can he can be very very dangerous. But um, uh, yeah, I think he's a bit lucky not to get a yellow card for that. But uh, ten and a half minutes in, I think the referee is a bit unwilling to, uh, you know, to to give a yellow card to a player for something like that. But he did put his arm around him, stopped his run. But uh, well, just a book, just a just a free kick for Watford. That's right. And uh, Deeney's gone forward now, and he's standing next to Lascelles and. It looks like it's going to be Cabaselli to take this. That's a, a bit unusual. It's inside the centre circle. And uh, Saar has pushed out and wide and Welbeck on the left. We haven't seen much of Welbeck so far. Welbeck is stretching it. They're both standing right out on the uh, on the uh, touch lines, their equivalent touch lines. And that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because it means that the defence have to stay a little bit stretched, but also it means there aren't many Watford players up there on the edge of the box. Decore has gone forward. And in fact, Chalabar has also gone forward. Capu staying back. And the other three defenders, Cathcart, Familia Messina, not really committing themselves. They're just going to wait and see what happens. Uh, Cavaselli now uh, just getting ready to... Uh, no, he's not actually going to take it now. That's um, There's been a change of plan there. That's, <laughs> I'm getting a bit confused about what's happening with this Watford team at the moment. Capu now has come over and he's made Cavaselli go a bit deeper. Cathcart has now come forward. So it's all change in the Watford lineup for this free kick. Capu... Uh, just tees it up onto a nice piece of grass that Billy he, he likes the look of and he actually knocks it out to Welbeck and Welbeck gets his head on it and comes down to Decore. This is good play from Watford. They could do with a second here. He passes it out to the other side of the pitch to Saar. Saar now up against Rose and Rose fouls him there. Now he goes in quite hard, Rose. I think he's putting a marker down. Saar is sitting on the grass and he's holding his ankle and he's looking up at Rose like, why did you do that? And the referee comes over and uh, is he going to book Rose, do you think? No, I don't think he will. I, I, I just think it was a bit of a tough tackle, a bit of a, what, what was uh, Ron Atkinson used to call a, a reducer. And uh, no, he's having a word with the rules, though. Yeah, he needs to be careful. He doesn't want to get booked this early. But um, Sar's up now. And uh, yeah, Sar's up on his feet now and he's, he's looking all right. He's just a bit annoyed that he was hacked down when he, he's in such good form, I suspect. But this is now a good opportunity for Watford. It's on the um, about two or three yards in from the touchline and level with the 18-yard line of the Newcastle. Uh, penalty area in front of the Vicarage Road stand and I think Adam Messina is, is trotting over to take this with his left foot which will mean it will most likely be an in-swinger and the referee is now making his 10-yard shaving foam line and uh, Sir Maximum and Almiron are both in the wall big lads, tall lads at least uh, Almiron is quite tall and Sir Max just a two-man wall here and everyone else, everyone else, including Gale, has retreated into that Newcastle penalty area. Watford, on their part, have pushed Dini in there, Welbeck, Saar. Decore has come short, as he always does on these occasions, just outside the penalty area. Cathcart has gone up into the box, so has Chalabar uh, and Capu, Cabaselli, Femenia and Messina, just uh, you know, sitting back, just in case there's a Newcastle break if Watford are unable to win the ball. And here comes Messina now. It is uh, nearly 14 minutes into this first half. The score is Watford 1, Newcastle 0. And Messina is just uh, getting ready. And the uh, referee blows his whistle. And here comes Messina. He strikes it with the left foot and that's up. But Lascelles wins that. And uh, it knocks it down to Shelby. Just on the edge of the area. He's being uh, held to account there by Welbeck. That's uh, quite a good tussle there. Two big men not afraid of being physical. But Shelby... Um, recycles the ball to Manquillo and then runs past Welbeck and Manquillo chips it very nice chip with his right foot over the top of Welbeck and Shelby has the ball again knocks it inside to Hayden this is good from Newcastle there approaching the halfway line 
He plays it out to Richie, and Richie makes a run forward, and Saar is tracking his run, trying to keep him honest there. Uh, now inside the Watford half, Richie uh, looking for, to find someone further forward. Is it Sir Maximum, or is he going to knock it into Gale? Gale comes short, and he passes it to him. Gale immediately knocks it out to his right to Sam Maximum, who now gets on the ball. He's going to attack Firminia down uh, Newcastle's left-hand side, right in front of us, and there he goes, and he's absolutely bull of a man, and pacey as well, and he takes on Firminia, but Firminia tracks his run, and he gets his foot in, and it goes out for a Newcastle throw. That's good work from Kiko Firminia. Aye, it is. It's, uh, that was, um, you know, he's, he's a scary prospect, isn't he? St Maximin, I wouldn't like to have played against him. Once he gets uh, on the ball and gets flying, he reminds me a bit of uh, of the lad from Wolves, uh, Adama Traore. He's uh, very much a handful. He's very good at keeping the ball and he's very, very strong. My God, he's like an ox. But uh, Firminia used a little bit of guile there and just uh, tracked his run, waited for his moment and just knocked it out for the throw-in and took away the danger. That's right. Well, uh, good analysis there from Kenny, uh, one of my uh, one of my favourite people to uh, sit alongside and watch football with. And I remember you very very well as a player, and very good player you were too in your years at Everton. So uh, Rose has come up to take uh, to to Mark Saar there, and um, Firminia has the has given the ball back to Rose. In fact, it is a Newcastle throw-in, uh, excuse me. Rose is going to take this throw-in. He's about three yards into, three, a bit, bit further, maybe five or six yards inside the Watford half. I mean, he did well to not only knock it out for a throw, but uh, knock it further up the pitch uh, and to alleviate the danger to the Watford penalty area even more. We're 16 minutes into this first half and it is Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. A great goal from Ismail Assar, the young Senegalese player, he broke down the right-hand side and they were a bit hesitant uh, the Newcastle uh, defence. Fernandes came out to try and block him, got himself a bit out of position and Rose was a bit late to the party and by then Saar was behind Rose and into the box and uh, fine strike from the young man in at the far post. Dubravka left that bit of the goal open while he protected his near post and uh, the ball snuck in. And it was an excellent goal and uh, has delighted the crowd here and the atmosphere in the ground is, is very, very good. So, here's Rose with the ball, and uh, he throws it forward, and it actually goes towards Gale. No one's really picked Gale up. He's uh, on his own there, in between the Watford defensive line and Kapu and Chalabar. But uh, Chalabar now gets back to Marshall Gale and forces him to turn and play it back to Hayden, the pivot, as we're going to call him, I think, uh, for uh, this 90 minutes. Hayden's a very good player, very good on the ball, and difficult to get off the ball, but also has ambitions to play it forward. Not one of these sideways passing merchants. Excuse me there, I've got a, just a little bit of wind, which is, um, I think, due to the fizzy drink I had before the game kicked off. I do apologise if you're listening at home. And uh, Hayden pays it to Richie, and Richie uh, is getting into the game now. Shelby a bit quiet out there on the right. Not his, I think he prefers to be more central, don't you think, Kenny? I, I think he does. He's, I mean, he's holding his discipline out there, but... He likes to be in, in the middle of things, Shelby likes to be dictating, but that really is Hayden's rule today and Shelby's out there way to try and get the ball through to Almiron and support him in their attempts to, to get forward. But uh, as I said before the game, they're hitting the break there so uh, uh, to, for Watford to score their goal and they left big gaps and that may be a problem and maybe something that Steve Bruce is going to have to think about. Shelby's now on the boys. Um, he's actually turned round because he's just getting a lot of... Um, attention from Danny Welbeck and he's not enjoying it very much and he's pushed Welbeck there um, with his arm, his right arm, he's pushed him away and uh, Welbeck's looking over at the referee saying isn't that a foul but the, the referee just waves it away and Shelby eventually passes it back to Mankio at right back who knocks it inside to the cells and Watford just retreat 
to the halfway line, happy for Newcastle to have the ball in their own half at this stage. The sell is to the Argentinian Fernandez, and he plays it forward once again to Hayden. Everything seems to be going through Hayden for Newcastle at the moment. He knocks it wide to Ritchie. Ritchie plays it short to Sam Maximan, who isn't allowed to turn because Firmenia is right on his shoulder there on the halfway line. Sir Maximin is uh, certainly a handful, but Firmenia seems up to the task at the moment. And he's holding him there, he's got his arms, he's uh, blocking his, uh, any chance of him turning. He's going to have to play it sideways or backwards, it seems to me. Um, Sir Maximin also getting a little bit frustrated with the attentions of Firmenia, and he turns and he pushes him, and this time the referee does give a free kick to Watford, and that is quite right. I think that was the Shelby one was more about protecting the ball for himself, but the Sir Maximin push was more about pushing the player away, and I think that was foul play. So... Firminia now has the ball and he's he's put it down but uh, he now walks back and away from the ball not interested in taking it quickly and uh, no, that's no surprise we're now nearly 20 minutes into the first half it is Watford 1 Newcastle United 0 and it's been a good start from Watford Kenny uh, it has um, they took their chance and uh, in the end that's all you can do uh, it's very difficult you know there's two good sides here the Newcastle's park full of talent really and uh, I know Steve Bruce is not particularly popular with uh, the Newcastle faithful but um, well after having Rafa Benitez who they absolutely loved and of course they have no truck with the owner Mike Ashley but um, but I think Steve Bruce has done a wonderful job at Newcastle and he's brought some players in Sam Maximum and Almiron Joe Linton hasn't exactly uh, pulled up trees but still a decent player and a good signing for Newcastle and uh, you know this is a tough game Watford really need the win Newcastle don't need the win particularly and uh, that may work in Newcastle's favour or it may not. It may work in Watford's favour. You just can't tell until you see the game played out. So uh, here we are with a free kick to Watford just inside the Newcastle half. And actually it is now um, Messina who's come across from left back. It's a bit unusual that when you ask your left back to come all the way over to the right side of the pitch. And then if you lose the ball and there's a break, there can be a large gap where the taker of the free kick is not, if you see what I mean, and he has to run back to left back as quick as he can. But anyway, he seems to be the preferred uh, dead ball taker for Watford at the moment and actually has delivered some decent balls uh, in the past few weeks. Not much interest in the Watford players to get forward. Deeney's up there alongside Lascelles. Haven't seen a lot of Deeney so far, but um, we will. Uh, we can be assured of that. Welbeck alongside him there and Decore just short again and Kapu and Chalabar a little bit further forward, but really just waiting for scraps and to stop any breakaway. I think they're happy just to knock this in and see if uh, Dini can get on it. And if he can, then maybe they'll get forward. Here comes Messina now. After 21 minutes, we're halfway, nearly halfway through this first half, and Messina knocks the ball forward to Dini. Dini gets ahead on it, but it just goes through to Dubravka. A little bit too high for Dini. He's in, uh, standing uh, in front of Lascelles there, so uh, Lascelles was marshalling him quite well and uh, he couldn't really bring it down and he's complaining to Messina that the ball wasn't correct and um, Messina ignores that and walks back uh, to, towards his position at left back Dubravka has the ball, rolls it out to Rose Rose gets it forward to Richie, Richie to Hayden they're moving it, ball a bit quicker now Newcastle is what they need to do and he plays a diagonal ball into Almiron suddenly Messina isn't quite back in position but he rushes across now to try and close Almiron down Almiron cuts inside onto his left foot Cabaselli comes out and puts uh, puts him under a bit of pressure. There's Gale between Cathcart and Cabaselli. Almiron finds him. Gale now on the D, on the edge of the Watford area. He has a shot, but uh, Foster there collects the ball quite comfortably, just to his right. A decent shot from Gale there. A good player, certainly a very good championship goal scorer. Uh, never really caught fire in the Premier League, but um, 
he's certainly someone that you can rely on to get forward and uh, and uh, get some chances and there I thought that was a, a good effort he shot in between the two centre-backs but uh, it wasn't really directed well enough and Foster read it and was able to catch it. I agree with you, I've seen him play down in the Championship and he can be very destructive there, can score you 20-25 goals in a season but in the Premier League it's so, so much harder, even in my day, you know, the difference between first and second division football, massive and uh, just the quality of the defending. And it's the fitness levels and it's the fact that you get very few chances and you've got to try and take them when you can. And it can be very difficult for a striker moving around. He's moved around a lot. He has done well in the Championship for Newcastle, but um, then he did a swap, didn't he, with West Brom and went there and uh, Rondon came to Newcastle. He didn't do fantastically well, but the, the fans loved him. They do like a big number nine up at Newcastle United ever since the days of Malcolm McDonald. And that's right, and uh, we'll see if Gale can get on the score sheet today for Newcastle United. Foster is taking an age uh, to take this, and the Rookery are in fact applauding him for his time wasting, which is probably a bit foolish. But nevertheless, he's now got the ball down. It's taken, I would say, on about, about a minute and a half for this for this to be taken. He's bouncing the ball, he's rolled it now. And he's knocked it out to Firminia, who's just uh, sprinted back so he can pick it up short, and he's played it inside to Cathcart. Uh, caught Newcastle a little bit by surprise. I think they thought that uh, Foster was going to kick it long, but he didn't. And so now the Newcastle players are coming forward into the Watford half to try and put a bit of pressure. And uh, Firminia plays it to Capu, and Capu back to Cathpart, Cathcart, and Cathcart plays it immediately up to Saar. Saar seems to be the out ball for Watford at the moment. Saar plays it inside to Decore. Decore keeping the ball well. Plays it back to Chalabar. Very calm on the ball, Chalabar. It's very good to see him getting game time after his horrific knee injury. Plays it out to Welbeck. Welbeck using his strength to get past Shelby now. Shelby not happy, puts out an arm, tries to hold on to Welbeck, but he shrugs him off and Welbeck goes further forward up the pitch and he's now taking on Manquillo. Manquillo comes out, puts him under a bit of pressure. Is he going to go outside in Welbeck or is he going to cut inside? He cuts inside onto his right foot and he comes into the corner of the box there and Asselz comes over, he plays it to Decore, Decore shoots and it's just over the bar. And where did Decore come from? I didn't see him. He arrived late as he does sometimes and Welbeck just laid the ball sideways in the space between the lines as they say. Fernandez and Lascelles, Hayden wasn't far enough back and he was a good shot with his right foot but it just bent away from the goal. I don't think Dubravka had it covered and it went away uh, right of the goal uh, towards the away fans and um, they're jeering Decore for his poor shot but actually I bet they had their hearts in their mouths. It's 25 minutes into this first half and uh, Watford are getting all the chances at the moment. There was one shot from Gale earlier that Foster gathered but uh, Watford, when they get forward, they do look good, don't they, Kenny? Oh, hey, they do. I mean, they've, you know, Welbeck has come into the side and he's just starting to find his feet again. And that was that was football of a high quality there. He took Mankio on and, as you see, he sort of faked to go outside him and then cut inside and then held the ball. The cells had to come out to him and then just out of nowhere, like you see, Decore suddenly there and the ball just, he just flicks it to him. Very nonchalant from Welbeck and he hits it first time and that would have been a great goal if that had gone in. Perhaps he should have done a little bit better, at least hit the target. Dubravka has the ball back now and uh, has placed it down for a goal kick. It is 26 minutes into the first half and it is Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. The goal from Ismail Asar after about five and a half minutes. So uh, here's Dubravka. He is just about to take the ball and he kicks it long. 
and it goes all the way out to Sam Maximin who traps it on his chest it's um, a good bit of football there from him and he knocks it back to Richie and uh, then turns and runs forward and tries to get on the shoulder of Firminia and Richie is looking to try and get the ball back to him but his, his line of sight is cut off by Capoue who's come across so Richie plays it inside to Hayden and Hayden knocks it out to him just a little bit further forward than him to the right hand side and Shelby has the ball now Welbeck has tracked back and is picking Shelby up it's quite a tussle between these two he's uh, got his hands on him Welbeck and Shelby is pushing him again and uh, there's definitely a bit of physical contact between these two but the, the referee's happy that there's nothing wrong with it at the moment Shelby knocks the ball inside and uh, Gale picks it up that's uh, good good from Gale he's come short there he's uh, a little bit like Firmino at Liverpool he's just come short to get the ball and Almiron and Sir Maximin have gone further forward they're willing runners and he finds Almiron now Chalabar tries to come across to stop Almiron. Messina comes forward just a little bit, but not committing himself too much, and puts Almiron under pressure, who immediately plays it back inside to Gale, who passes it straight across to the other side of the pitch to Maximin, who is on his own there. Capu is coming across, but he's a little bit, uh, a little bit behind Sam Maximin. Firminia comes out to. Uh, to, to try and stop his run and he, he does well there he certainly stops him but Sam Maximin is very powerful and looking to get behind from Minion does indeed get behind from Minion now he's in behind that Watford defence Cathcart and Campuselli having to run back towards their own goal which they will hate Gale getting forward and the cross comes in and there's Gale with the header but uh, it just goes over the bar and uh, well that was uh, that's exactly what Newcastle can do to you if you're not concentrating and uh, I think um, this for many a uh, Sam Maximin battle will be something worth watching uh, it will, and uh, he's just such such a strong boy. And uh, well, Firminia has got his hands full. He's he's a much smaller man, but he is quick, Firminia, and he, he he won't be done for peace by Sam Maximin. And uh, it'll be a, it's about 50-50 at the moment, isn't it? It's about a draw between the two of them. Yes, and uh, it's just gone out for a Watford goal kick. We're now nearly 29 minutes into this first half, and Foster certainly will be taking at least a minute and a half before he kicks this ball and the rookery once again are laughing and applauding his time-wasting efforts. But he does now have the ball down. The referee is just uh, trotting over to have a word and say, come on now, you know, let's play football. He puts the ball down uh, on the six-yard line and looks up and plays it short to Chalabar, who's come short to pick it up just outside his own box. And that's good football. That means they, Watford can keep the ball. And it'd be nice to see a bit more of Deeney in this game. So far, he, he hasn't had a, a whole lot to do, but he's certainly keeping Lascelles and Fernandez honest at the back so there's Capu and he plays it alongside to his uh, compatriot Chalabar who knocks it back to Cabaselli Cabaselli to Cathcart Cathcart to Firminia back to Cathcart across to Cabaselli Watford just playing the ball across in front of their 18 yard line a bit dangerous but so far uh, Newcastle maybe they're just having a little pause to recover but they're not really coming out to put Watford under any pressure and that will suit Watford at this time Messina has the ball and he, he brings it forward rather slowly and hmm, rather sort of unwillingly but uh, eventually he knocks the ball into Chalabar now Hayden has come up and he's he's waved the, the players forward and the back line have come up with them and it has left a bit of space in there behind the back four but um, you have to come forward as, as a unit you can't uh, allow the game to get too stretched or to be huge, to allow huge gaps to appear between midfield and defence so Lascelles, Fernandes and Keogh and Rose have come up with Hayden's instruction and there's Shelby and Rich in there, quite tight alongside him, as you say. Without the ball, they want to make that three nice and tight. And they've done so. And Chalabar, still on the ball, plays it to Kapu. And Kapu just uh, looking to 
play the ball forward but turns and knocks it back to Cambaselli. I know Watford fans sometimes complain about Capri doing that. They want him to use uh, his incredible passing skills to get the ball forward, but it's not always the appropriate thing to do, is it, Kenny? No, definitely not, especially if you're 1-0 you're up and uh, you know, you're, you're going well. You, you don't want to be giving the ball away. That's the thing. You want to keep the ball if you can, and uh, it can be quite difficult, but... Um, uh, you know, for fans because they want to see their team scoring and getting forward and attacking the opposition. But you know, footballers understand and they, they they train all week, prepare. What happens if we go one one goal up early? And this is what we're going to do. This is our shape, and this is what we do when we haven't got the ball. What we do when we have got the ball, and uh, yeah, that can be frustrating for fans. But uh, the ball has now gone back to Foster. Yes, it has, and Foster is just uh, rolling his foot on top of the ball, and he's uh, certainly in no hurry to to play it forward. He knocks it out wide too. Femenia and Femenia plays it forward to Capu again who just knocks it back to Cabaselli until Newcastle come out and press Watford there's no reason why they should do anything other than keep the ball and knock it between them Cabaselli has the ball plays it out to Messina Messina Chalabar Chalabar to Welbeck now Welbeck is just on the halfway line and uh, Shelby comes out oh that's just uh, that's just a straightforward foul from Shelby just comes in and then boots him up in the air uh, is he going to get a booking for that? The referee comes over. Yes, he is. He is. It's uh, 30, uh, nearly 32 minutes into the game and Shelby has picked up a booking. It's the first booking of the game. It was um, it was a pretty unpleasant one, that, Kenny. Uh, it was, but as you said before, it's a quite a tussle between these two and um, uh, it could be very important to the result of this game. Who wins that? Welbeck's a big, strong lad, you know, and he's very pacey and he's uh, he's got good upper body strength, as has Shelby, and Shelby won't want to lose that battle. But... Um, Getting booked is not the wisest thing, but there's a little bit of rush of blood to the head there from uh, from Shelby, and he's, as you say, it's just an old-fashioned sort of wipeout, isn't it? It just um, takes man and ball, mostly man, I think, and uh, Welbeck uh, just gets up and laughs at Shelby and um, wants to try and tap him on the head, but I, I don't think he dares do that. <laughs> Ruffle his hair that doesn't exist, and Shelby's staring at him as if, um, he, you know, as if he's his mortal enemy, but Welbeck's just laughing in his face, and... Uh, that can be quite a good psychological tactic from Welbeck. Uh, it can. It can certainly get under the skin of the other player. He's just been booked for fouling, uh, fouling you for no reason, really. There was, he wasn't going anywhere. And now the player's laughing at you, laughing in your face. So, um, yeah, he won't like that, Shelby. Um, but we'll have to see how this one plays out. Uh, there could be a second yellow or maybe a yellow for Welbeck at some point. I don't know, but Shelby's going to have to be very careful now. Yes, yes he is. It's now 33 minutes into this first half. It is Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. And uh, Messina's come up again, this time on his own side of the pitch, to take this free kick. Shelby's still complaining and uh, Lascelles has come over and uh, pulled him away from the referee. Just uh, forget it. You know, as we're saying, yes, just forget it and play football and uh, don't do it again. And Shelby retreats to the edge of the area. Uh, Hayden goes back with him. And this time Watford have committed some players. Chalabar and Capu have gone forward, as has Cathcart, Saar, Welbeck and Dini. Decore has come short. Cabaselli, Firminia and uh, are staying back in case of a break. And this seems to be a pattern of play that Watford have adopted and uh, seems quite sensible. Aye, it is. You, you just, there's no need to commit everyone. If you're 1-0 down with a few minutes to go, just throw everyone up, including the keeper. But uh, in a situation like this, you, you want to give yourself a chance of maybe eking out uh, you know, an attempt on goal, but um, you don't want to commit too many players forward because, you know, Sam Maximan, Almiron, Gale, Ritchie, quick, they're quick players, and if they get on the ball on the break, they can hurt you. So we are 34 minutes into this first half, and um, Messina there, he's about six or seven yards inside the Newcastle half, right outside, uh, out there on the 
left touchline on the far side of the pitch from where we're sitting in front of the Graham Taylor stand. We are up here at the top of the Sir Elton John stand and it is a beautiful sunny day. You can even hear birds tweeting when the crowd are quiet. So uh, it's a wonderful uh, environment for football to be played. There's a good atmosphere here and Messina now finally is going to take this free kick and he hits it with his left foot and that does go into Dini and Dini is just outside the area and he's trying to protect the ball. Fernandez is uh, trying to get the ball off him and so is Lascelles and Hayden comes back. There's now three men on Dini and Dini is uh, fighting his way and he's looking maybe to pick up a foul here and he does, he does. Eventually, Fernandez puts his arm across his shoulder and Lascelles is um, playing uh, attention, but a bit too close to the attention there and, and eventually uh, Dini staring at the referee is like, what have they got to do before it's a foul? And then eventually he goes down and, and the referee does give a free kick in a very, very dangerous area. Now, it'll be interesting to see who takes this. Uh, Pereira has taken them in the past obviously Delafeo has taken them in the past Dini not really known for his free kick taking so we'll have to wait and see it's about three or four yards outside the D in a very central position in front of the Vicarage Road stand and um, there's quite a lot of complaining from the Newcastle fans they are getting a bit frustrated they're 1-0 down 35 minutes into the game they don't think there was anything wrong with that they think Dini bought that but um, I don't know what do you think Kenny? I don't know I mean He's a big lad, Dini, but he had three men on him and they were definitely, you know, he was keeping the ball well, I thought. He was doing well. He was looking to get the ball, release the ball to somebody. But I think it was when Fernandez put his arm across his chest like that and then when Lascelles came in as well, uh, I think the referee had no choice. I think that was a free kick. So uh, we're just waiting to see who's going to take this and it looks like it's going to be Welbeck. Finally, they've decided. Chalabar was looking to take it, but actually Danny Welbeck is going to hit this ball. Uh, from about, uh, well, probably 25 yards out from goal. Um, maybe, yes, it's more like seven yards outside the area, but certainly uh, within shooting distance and, and quite dangerous. And here, uh, Newcastle just, uh, Dubravka is um, the Slovak goalkeeper there, is just organising his wall. He's got uh, Lascelles and Fernandez there. He's brought back Almiron and Samaxman to put them in the wall. Uh, alongside uh, Richie's gone into the wall. This is a four man wall. Um, Rose has gone into wall, quite short man, but nevertheless he's in there. So it's a, a four-man wall with Rose, Sir Maximum, Almiron and Hayden. And uh, then the other players are just trying to pick up the Watford players that are uh, in and around the box there. Dini uh, causing a bit of trouble around the penalty spot. He won't want to get caught offside, but uh, he definitely wants to try and get in the way between where the ball is placed and Dubravka to try and put the goalkeeper off. Um, and Welbeck is just uh, teeing this one up and uh, just waiting for the whistle to be blown. There's a bit of arguing about whether or not the wall is back 10 yards. The referee's come over and he's actually made them go back and he's redrawn his shaving foam line uh, for a second time because they've stamped all over it and he doesn't know where it is anymore. So he's marked it out again. This is um, Newcastle wasting their own time, Kenny. Uh, it's uh, pretty dumb, really. I mean, in the end, 10 yards is 10 yards. Just get back 10 yards and, and do your job. Yeah, wise words there from Kenny McPhee of Rangers and Everton and Scotland, of course. Now, finally, the whistle is blown and here comes Welbeck and he hits it well and it hits the wall. It hits the wall, comes back to him, he passes it to Decore, Decore knocks it out to Sar, Sar shoots and it is saved by Dubravka. Yes, that one looked like it was just going to creep over the wall, but it just, he just managed to jump high enough. He hit him right square, plumb in the face. Poor old Hayden. He's gone down holding his nose. There's a bit of blood there, I think. I think he may have uh, put a nasty smack on the nose. Aye, but that's what you do. You know, you put your head 
on the line, your body on the line for the shirt and for your team. It was a good hit by Welbeck. It was well hit. And if he hadn't jumped and stopped it, that was going goal bound. So, uh, yeah, you were right to get excited. I thought that one was going to sneak over the wall, and uh, but it, it hit Hayden bang in the nose. And uh, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's just kneeling down. There's blood pouring out of his nose. So um, that will need to be attended to. Good uh, shot again from Saar. He really looks lively, this lad, doesn't he? And uh, Dubravka, um, Dubravka saved it uh, comfortably this time. But uh, they've they've called the um, the coaches on to the pitch. Uh, it's now uh, 39 minutes, or six, six minutes remaining of this first half. And they've called the coaches on uh, to the pitch. And um, yes, it's uh, it, is, it is definitely uh, it may be broken even. That, no, the blood. There's a lot of blood there. Paul Hayden is really uh, suffering. He's a um, he's a strong, stoical sort of lad, but. Uh, that's got to hurt a little bit, and it's also a bit worrying. You see this much blood pouring out of a man's nose, but um, they've uh, stuffed his nose now um, with what looks like cotton wool, which must be pretty uncomfortable. They've cleaned him up, and he's just waving them away, saying, just let me get on with it. And the referee's having a look at him, saying, OK, well, it's only a few minutes before half-time. I guess we can uh, continue. They are very careful about blood injuries these days, aren't they, Kelly? Aye, they are, and, and rightly so. So, Dubravka now has been uh, informed by the referee that he can uh, restart play and he rolls the ball out to Lascelles and Lascelles plays it to his compatriot Fernandez, who plays it forward to Ritchie. There's still quite a lot of blood coming out of Hayden's nose and he's just sort of standing there jogging about. I suspect he's, um, he's, he's uh, seeing stars there. Ritchie's got the ball, plays it forward to San Maximin. San Maximin plays a lovely uh, crossfield pass to Almiron who picks it up in front of Messina and Messina goes out to get him. Now Gale is coming forward. Gale coming forward between Chalabar and Capu. They're trying to stop his run. Cab Cabaselli and Cathgard are, are aware of Gale's presence. Here's Almiron. He's still doing the uh, step over, trying to get past and... Um, it looks like he's looking to try and get a cross in, but Messina's stopping him. Cabaselli's not sure whether to come across and help him. Chalabar starts to come back, and, and now Almiron crosses the ball, and it comes to Gale, and Gale brings it down on his body, and he shoots, and he scores! And Gale has scored the equaliser for Newcastle United, and that is one all. Watford one, Newcastle one, and, uh, well, it was a very good play from Almiron. He, uh, he set that one up, um, but uh, I think Gale just brought the ball down with his body, um, just there on the D and uh, rifled the shot past Foster um, but the uh, well there's Cap uh, Cathcart's come across the referees complaining that, that Gale may have may have used his arm in that uh, in that in the build up to that goal and uh, the referee has put his hand up to his ear which is the universal sign for VAR or the use of VAR and it has uh, it's come up now it's come up on the board that um, they're checking possible handball what do you think about this new rule Kenny? I don't know, I'm in two minds about it. I mean, if you use your arm uh, and then score, then you've gained an advantage by using a part of your body you're, you're not supposed to use. So I'm a bit in two minds. It can be a hard one because if the ball is kicked against you and it hits your arm and then you score, is that really a handball? Have you really gained an advantage? I don't know, but um, I, I haven't seen the... We've got the monitor here. Let's have a look at that. Oh, it does seem to come off his arm a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It sort of rolls across his stomach and then it kind of just touches the inside of his elbow of his left hand Dwight Gale and um, he brings the the ball the ball then drops to him and he shoots and I have a feeling that this one you know you can see it's clearly hit his arm there as it's come across his body I, I suspect this one's going to be ruled out and um, referees just waiting and Newcastle players uh, are just wandering back I think Gale may have informed that it probably did hit his arm and they're just walking back in despair the Watford players are now in a huddle in their own half um, waiting for the decision and here comes the decision and the referee makes the universal sign for a television and uh, 
points to a goal kick. No goal. Goal has been disallowed. Poor game. You've got to feel for him a little bit. He hasn't scored for Newcastle yet, and uh, that was a good goal. It was well taken, but very slight use of his left arm in controlling the ball, and I don't think it was intentional, Kenny, but um, that goal's been ruled out. I agree with you. I don't think it was intentional. It's just, you know, the ball was played quite sharply across to him. He, he managed to turn his body and it hit him full on the stomach and it just managed to go across and touch his left arm. But the finish was fine. It's an absolutely fine finish. He knocked it straight in on the kind of half volley as it dropped to the ground and uh, Foster had absolutely no chance. But that's not a goal and it won't be in the record books and uh, still waiting for his first goal. We are now 43 minutes into this first half and um, it's been pretty enjoyable this first half uh, Kenny Aye, it has this I mean as I said before the game there's some good attacking talent in these two teams you've got Richie and Sam Maximin on one side Shelby and Almiron on the other you've got Welbeck Saad Corey, Capu Dini you know you've got some good players out there but so far Watford have got their noses in front and that is probably just about right on the balance of play I agree with you I think Watford have been excellent in this first half they've defended well as a unit and um They've also taken uh, the chance, a very good goal from Saar, very early in the game after five and a half minutes, a ball knocked over the top uh, from Firmenia and Richie just couldn't get on it and Saar then ran forward with the ball at his feet and he's so, so fast. Uh, Fernandes wanted to come out and stop him, it was just instinctive defensive play, sniffing the danger, but it was the wrong move from Fernandes. Rose came late to the party, he went past Rose as if he wasn't there, in behind Fernandes, into the box and Depravga came across to protect the near post and he managed to just shoot with the outside, just the outside of his right boot and bend it in at the far post. It was a very, very good finish from Saar and that has put Watford 1, Newcastle United nil. Uh, one more minute of normal time. Foster again taking an age in front of the rookery. He won't be able to do that in the second half. I'm sure he'll get booked. But um, he now kicks the ball long and it comes to Welbeck who heads it back down um, towards his compatriots in midfield. There's Chalabar, picks the ball up, passes it to Kapu, plays it forward to Decore and Decore knocks it all the way back to Cathcart on the edge of his own area. Cathcart to Firminia, Firminia up to Saar, just 40 seconds to go. Saar picks the ball up. Saar now plays it back to Kapu. Watford happy just to keep the ball in their own half and knock it about. And it seems that Newcastle, uh, this late in the first half, are happy to let them do it. Looking forward to going in, getting new instructions, having a cup of tea and, uh, and an orange slice. Um, oh no, that's right, they don't do that anymore. And uh, Chalabar has got the ball. I, they do sometimes, you know, I used to have tea. I used to have a cup of tea at halftime. Did you get any <laughs> Oranges? No, no, I didn't have oranges. I had these kind of energy drinks as well. Jalabar has the ball now and uh, we're just coming up to the 40, end of the 45th minute. Plays it to Welbeck, Welbeck into Deeney. Deeney just happy to hold off the attentions of Hayden whose nose definitely will need looking at. There's quite a bit of blood still coming down his face from his nose despite the, um, the cotton wool swabs that have been uh, shoved up both nostrils. And there is, uh, yes, just the one minute. So we've only got 45 seconds of the game to be played. Deeney just plays it back to Chalabar who turns and plays it back to Cabaselli who plays it to Foster and Foster is just dwelling on the ball in his own area rolling his foot across the top of the ball finally Gale makes the decision to get forward to try and put him just make him get on with it I guess and uh, eventually Foster knocks it long towards Saar and Saar heads it out for a throw in to Newcastle in their own half Rose rushes up to get the ball from Saar he takes the ball and he he throws it into Fernandes, just a few seconds left, and Fernandes plays it up to Hayden. Hayden turns. Can they create one more chance before the end of this first half? Knocks it forward to Gale. Gale turns and uh, is uh, 
discovers that he is being marked by Cabaselli and Cathcart, not an easy thing for a, a diminutive fellow like Gale. Gale plays it back to Shelby. Shelby, who has uh, been quiet in some ways in this game, but, but uh, quite visible in other ways. He um, knocks the ball forward, and there is the whistle for the end of the first half, and Watford have got the advantage with a goal early in the game from Ismail Assar, the young Senegalese international, broke into the box and hit it with his right foot and uh, Dubravka could do nothing about it. So the score here at half-time at Vicarage Road in this beautiful sunny day in front of a packed house here. It is Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. Back to the studio. A message from Watford FC. We're delighted to be playing our small part in supporting the fabulous work our NHS staff and key workers are doing at this time. And of course we can all play our part by continuing to follow the government advice, which is to stay at home, which will protect the NHS and ultimately save lives. Vicarage Road may not be hosting Premier League football at the moment, but the stadium is open for staff from our neighbours at Watford General Hospital next door. And we have a specific request for volunteers with the following experience. Qualified chefs, kitchen porters and catering assistants. Anyone who would like to volunteer for these catering roles should email culinary at watfordfc.com and provide a daytime contact number and we'll be in touch with you soon. Welcome back to Vicarage Road. My name is Colin Mace. Uh, we're about to kick off in this very exciting second half encounter between Watford and Newcastle United. The score is currently Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. Uh, they did get the ball in the back of the net. Gale managed to, to score, it was a well-taken chance, but unfortunately the ball had slightly brushed against his arm and under the new rules that goal was disallowed under VAR. Now alongside me this afternoon is Kenny McPhee. Uh, what do you think of that, that first half, just as we're waiting for the players to get into position for the second half? Okay, it was, um, it was very exciting, as, as I said uh, just before half-time, there's, uh, there's a lot of very exciting players in both teams and uh, yeah, it was a real pleasure to watch, a lot of... Um, a lot of very good uh, skills and um, good discipline, good tackling. It's, it's been an excellent game so far. Uh, thanks very much for that, Ken. And uh, the players are just uh, getting themselves ready for this second half. And it's going to be Newcastle to kick off. And they will be kicking towards their fans at the Vicarage Road end. While Watford will be kicking towards the rookery. The most passionate, you might say, uh, part of this wonderful Vicarage Road stadium. I've dug up as I like to do, as I know my listeners uh, appreciate uh, a few facts about uh, this ground and about Watford Football Club. And just before we, we kick off, I just want to remind you all that you can download the app for FTREFM Radio onto your smartphone or tablet, and it means you can listen to us wherever you are in the world. All our commentaries and... Uh, yeah, there's lots of interesting articles and all sorts of stuff there uh, for you to enjoy. So, it looks like we're about to kick off and Gail is standing there in the centre circle and he knocks it back to Hayden and we are off and running in this second half. The score is, as I've said, Watford 1, Newcastle United 0 and uh, Newcastle will no doubt have had uh, a few words said to them in, in the half-time interval. Oh, aye, they will. I mean, Steve Bruce is not a man to take that lying down he's not going to to want to see his team just sort of you know just lose a game because they didn't you know put in the effort so um, I suspect he gave them a right dressing down and we'll see if it's had an effect Hayden has the ball and he's knocked it back to Mankio at right back um, he uh, brings the ball forward Watford sitting nice and deep in their own half not 
in any uh, hurry to get out and press this early in the second half. Manquillo plays it across to Ritchie on the left-hand side of that Newcastle midfield. It's not really working, I don't think, this 4-3-3 system for Newcastle. Ritchie and Shelby desperate to get forward, but they have to be careful because that would leave only Hayden in front of the back four. Do you think this, um, this system may change? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Steve Bruce has set them up. They've worked on it all week. Um, it may be that they just need to make uh, some some minor adjustments. But, you know, I thought they played OK in the, in the first half. They got the goal in, uh, ball in the back of the net. Didn't count. But um, either just, you know, playing well and we'll see what happens. Richie uh, is uh, just holding the ball there in his own half at the moment. And he's... Uh, He's passed it to Sam Maximin, the very, very fast and powerful Frenchman out there on the left side of an attacking three for Newcastle. And Maximin has got his back to the goal that he is attacking. Femeni has come up to just put a little bit of pressure on him there. And uh, so Maximin's knocked it inside to Hayden again. Hayden being the pivot, as I like to call him, in that Newcastle midfield. Hayden um, just uh, holding on to the ball. It's, it's all very slow and quiet. Uh, we're two minutes into this second half. It's Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. And um, neither team seem in a desperate hurry to uh, to get started in this second half. It's all just sort of tippy-tappy football. And what my friend, a friend of mine who can't stand, <laughs> can't stand tic-a-tac-a calls it dump-off football, where you just knock the ball off to your colleague. And uh, yes, with, with no real intention, just sort of passing on the buck, if you like. And uh, that's what's happening at the moment. Uh, yeah, it uh, often happens. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's just, uh, you know, uh, you're just waiting for an opportunity, probing, 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 trying to draw the opposition out. When, you, when you're behind in a game, what you want is to have the ball, obviously, but what you want is the team you're facing to come out. If they sit deep, it makes it harder for you to break them down, and I think that's what Newcastle is doing right now. Hayden's knocked it sideways to Shelby. Shelby's not a man to sit on his laurels, and he knocks the ball forward. A nice diagonal ball to St Maxim on the other side of the pitch. He picks it up nicely again. They seem to be looking for St Maximin all the time. And Femeni is there again. And he's tackled him there. And that's good. And the ball has actually gone out for Newcastle's throw. Just about on the halfway line with Newcastle attacking the end, the Vicarage Road end of this ground. Off to our right from where we sit at the top of the Sir Elton John stand. And, uh, well, it looks like Rose is, is coming up to, to take the ball. Yes, just in front of the Graham Taylor stand and he has thrown the ball in to Hayden Hayden knocks it back to Fernandes the Argentinian centre-back a very very good player I think and he's played the ball back to Hayden and Hayden now has the ball just up around the centre circle plays it outright to Almiron who didn't really have much to do in the, in the first half was quite quiet wasn't the attacking threat that he can sometimes be the Paraguayan then knocks it sideways to Gale and there's Chalabar. Chalabar nicks the ball off again. He's looking to get on the attack again. He gets the ball out wide to Saar. This is good from Watford. They move forward as a unit. Saar knocks it back to Capu who plays it forward to Decore. Decore turns. Now facing the goal that they're attacking in front of the rookery. Gets it into Dini. Dini with his back to goal on the D. Knocks it back to Decore. Decore plays it out to the left where Welbeck is and Welbeck crosses it and there's Dini. It's a header. Oh! What a save from Dubravka. What a save that was. He stretched his left arm out and he's managed to push it round the bar at the Newcastle defence were at sixes and sevens there it was a lovely move from Watford it seemed to come through that midfield uh, very very smoothly Decore, Saar, uh, Chalabar, Welbeck, Dini all in the middle of that move and in the end the header looked goalbound and the, the rookery rose in anticipation of 
of increasing their lead, but Dubravka did very well, got down to his left, managed to push it out, but it is a Watford corner. We are now five minutes into this second half, which is about the time Watford scored in the first half, a very, very fine individual effort from Saar, and uh, Messina is trotting over, in no great hurry, I might add, to take this corner. There's a bit of a, a discussion going on in the penalty box between Lascelles, Fernandez, Hayden's come back, uh, Rose is um, getting a bit of stick there from his captain as he they think he should have done better with uh, with Saar, uh, allowing him too much space to really do whatever he wants. But I think Rose is worried about getting too close to him because Saar can just skip past him. I, I think you're right there. I mean, Saar is uh, is very quick. He's rapid. I mean, he's uh, he's very confident at the moment. He's um, having he scored a goal already. He's, he's created lots and lots of trouble for Danny Rose down that side. But Welbeck also seems to be using his power and gaining his confidence. And he did he did very well there. And Decore is always available and in space. So they were a little bit unlucky there, Watford, not to stretch their lead. Uh, Messina now is uh, standing down there, yeah, in the corner. Uh, ready to take this corner and uh, in the middle he's got Dini to aim at um, Chalabar's come up actually into the box and Saar is there at the far post and um, yeah it's looking as if they're committing three or four men forward but the rest of the team are staying back outside of the area they're not committing uh, all their centre-backs Cathcart has come forward now and he's standing there around the penalty spot waiting for this corner to be taken and as I say Messina keeps adjusting the ball looking for the perfect piece the perfect blade of grass on which to place the ball and the referee has blown his whistle now and uh, looks like Messina is going to take this with his left foot and uh, here comes the corner it's well struck and uh, Lascelles goes up and he heads it away and Hayden picks it up and he clears it down into the Watford half and uh, the shouts of hoof come from the Watford faithful but that's a sensible thing to do in that situation. Ah, it is. You just want to clear your lines and um, get started again and um, then get the ball back higher up the pitch. You don't want that ball pinging around in your own box when you're 1-0 down. So Cabaselli has the ball. Cathcart is making his way back into his position alongside Cabaselli and Watford are just sort of resetting. Cabaselli is taking his time. He's not in any rush to bring the ball forward and uh, the Newcastle players have had to come out of their own box and again reform, if you like, into their 4-3-3 system. And now Gale is making his way up the pitch at, at a reasonable sprint to try and put Cabaselli under pressure. They can't let Watford just keep the ball for minutes on end without putting them under the pressure because if they haven't got the ball, Newcastle, they can't score. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, there's Gale now coming up to put Cabaselli on a bit under a bit of pressure and make Watford play the ball. So, uh, Cabaselli passes it to Cathcart, who's about five or six yards ahead of him, halfway between the uh, penalty area and the halfway line. Uh, eight minutes has now gone in this second half, and it is still Watford 1, Newcastle United 0. Cathcart on the ball is put under pressure by Hayden, and Richie comes across also. Uh, Richie and Shelby seem to be passengers a little bit when Newcastle haven't got the ball. They're not quite sure whether they should go and press or whether they should stay in space and hope that the Watford play breaks down and they can get on the break it, it's not really working for me this system but they've obviously worked on it as you say Kenny and uh, are looking to maybe play better when they've got the ball but at the moment they can't seem to get it no it's, uh, it's very difficult for, for them to get the ball off a team determined to keep it and who aren't, don't seem to be very ambitious about getting the ball forward and why should they they're 1-0 up and in the middle of a, a terrific relegation battle so 
here we are now and uh, Watford still with the ball and as you say Newcastle seem unsure how to get the ball back yes it's Chalabar again on the ball and Chalabar is a very um, commanding central midfielder alongside Kapu I'm sure he's learning a lot from the very experienced Etienne Kapu who's been I think Watford's best player since Nigel Pearson arrived although Saar and Decore and Dini himself could certainly make a claim for that title but Kapu is just imperious when he's on form Kapu plays the ball back to Firminia. Firminia, the right back, just brings it forward slowly, very lazily, and uh, it's up to Sir Maximum to get up there or Richie to put him under pressure. And uh, so far, that doesn't seem to be happening. Now, Sir Maximum is uh, is alive to that possibility and runs past Saar, comes down the touchline to put pressure on Firminia. Firminia waits for him to get nearly there and then just passes it sideways to Cathcart. Cathcart into Kapu, still in the Watford half, the ball, but now approaching the halfway line. He plays it sideways to Chalabar. Watford, very good at keeping the ball in this situation. Shelby comes in, oh, and uh, he needs to be careful there, Shelby, because that's quite a nasty tackle. The ball just spins away back towards Foster, who picks it up, and the referee blows his whistle for a free kick to Watford, and uh, Shelby's just walking away, and he's looking frustrated and angry, and I think it's partly to do with where he's playing. I think he'd like to get much more central and... Uh, well, we'll see if Steve Bruce decides to make that change, but he can't afford to leave Shelby on the pitch if he's going to get a second yellow card. He picked up a yellow card in the first half and he certainly won't want to see his team go down to 10 men. Chalabar's furious and he's getting up and he's giving Shelby a piece of his mind. Shelby doesn't like that, but he knows he's got to behave himself, otherwise the referee will produce a second yellow card. Watford have the ball now. It's just level with the centre circle and uh, again, they're not really... Uh, in any rush to take this. We're now 11 minutes into the second half and uh, Watford are, seem to be totally in control of this game. Messina comes up and he just takes it quickly, knocks it sideways to Chalabar. Chalabar has the ball. Now, Newcastle come out in formation and try to put pressure on the ball. Chalabar is uh, surprised by that move but manages to turn and knock it back to Cabaselli and Cabaselli just chips it into Welbeck. And uh, yes, Welbeck there, right in front of the dugouts, just down below us, manages to hold the ball up, something he can be very good at, plays it into Decore, now Hayden comes in, nicks the ball off Decore and plays it straight to San Maximum, San Maximum in behind Saar and he's coming across now to attack Firminia in his right back position, Kapu comes across and that's a good bit of play from Kapu, he wins the ball off San Maximum who throws his hands up in the air in frustration, Kapu knocks it across to Chalabar who's come across to help out his midfield general and uh, Chalabar just recycles the ball back to Messina at left back who plays it forward to Welbeck and Watford are just toying with Newcastle it seems in these early minutes of the second half. Absolutely right, there's there's a, there is a little bit of the flip-flops about this Newcastle United uh, performance today. They, they're doing some of the right things, but they're not doing them with anything like the intensity that they need to do to get back in this game. And Watford seem to be very, very in control of this game. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's excellent stuff. So Welbeck now on the ball, and uh, Welbeck is now finally crossed the halfway line and showing a bit of ambition to get the ball forward. Dukes is calling for it directly to his side about five yards away and he passes it to him and Shelby comes across to try and close down Decore and Decore lays it off to Saar who knocks it straight back to Kapu and they're now back in their own half again Watford. Hayden is shouting at his midfield pairings Richie and Shelby to get forward and put some pressure and allowing the forward three to get even further forward when Newcastle if and when Newcastle win the ball but at the moment 
Uh, Kapu has the ball again. He just plays it back to Cathcart. It's um, not much fun to watch this game, but um, nevertheless, it's, uh, it's what Watford need to do to get this uh, very important three points. And uh, now Cathcart knocks the ball forward to Deeney. And Deeney turns on the ball, and uh, and there's Fernandez, and that's um, Fernandez has clashed with Deeney there, and Deeney's gone down, and uh, he seems to be in a bit of a pain. I'm not, I'm not sure it's a foul. It seems that he may have just twisted his ankle when he he turned there. Fernandez is standing there with his hands out to his side, saying to the referee, "I never touched him." But Deeney's gone down, and that doesn't look very good for Troy Deeney. And the last thing Nigel Pearson wants is his captain going down with an injury. But he's certainly in a, uh, a bit of pain there. I, I think he turned his ankle there. He he got the ball again with his his back to the goal, and Fernandez came in to play close close attention to him. It's a good ball forward from Cathcart, and then when he turned, I think he did. Maybe a stud caught in the grass. He's twisted his ankle there, and he's gone down. He's in quite a bit of pain, and this is not a man who uh, likes to go down. We are 58 minutes into this game, nearly 14 minutes actually into the second half, and Dini is sitting there on the grass, and the referee has, has called over the coaches. They've come out with their magic sponge, uh, which just used to be freezing cold water, I think, in, when I was growing up as a kid. I don't think there was anything magic about it at all, but uh, it did often just give the player time to recover. Sometimes a bang on the shin can be very painful in the short term, but after a minute or so, you recover. But Dini is actually in a bit of pain they are manipulating it looks like his left ankle yes his left ankle um, just to our left actually in the Newcastle half between the halfway line and the D and yeah, Dini's in a bit of pain there and immediately Gray is sent out to warm up by Nigel Pearson he's sprinting up and down just down in front of us um, in front of this Sir Elton John stand and there's a lot of worry around the ground you can feel the anxiety amongst the Watford fans they're manipulating that ankle and Dini's in a bit of pain he gets up we finally get him onto his feet and he, he's going to try and run this off I think if he can but no 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 he's uh, he's just made the universal sign for please substitute me which is sort of where one hand rolls around the other hand and uh, Nigel Pearson is looking calm there in his technical area and he's called Gray back in and Gray is going to uh, just take off his bib and and get himself ready to come on. Deeney's now sat back down on the grass, much to the annoyance of the Newcastle players, because they wouldn't mind playing against Watford with 10 men for a few minutes while Gray gets ready. But uh, Deeney is too canny for that, and he's definitely not going to let that happen. And um, now they're bringing on a stretcher for Deeney. He doesn't want to walk off on that ankle, and I don't blame him. With uh, Gerard Delafeo out, Will Hughes out for the rest of the season, they can ill afford to lose Deeney but Deeney is a tough sort of character and I'm sure that if he's just twisted his ankle he should be ready for the titanic struggle that will be taking place next weekend at the London Stadium against West Ham they have now brought the stretcher on and a couple of minutes have gone by now which will no doubt be added to the end of the game and Deeney is, is taken off on the stretcher he's getting a, a round of applause from the Watford faithful there he is uh, an iconic figure here at Vicarage Road and much loved by everyone and he's going off and Gray is now ready jumping up and down there bouncing up and down on the touchline and um, he is ready to come on the fourth official holds up uh, the numbers and uh, now Dini is off the pitch Gray comes sprinting on and is just going to take up the position at number nine not his best type of uh, situation Andre Gray doesn't really do that well on his own up front he doesn't have Deeney's tenacity but he has good pace and you think he's just going to keep the system as it is 
Aye, I think he will. I don't see why you would change the system. You're 1-0 up, everything seems to be working. You're totally in control. But it is a psychological effect on the other players to see their captain go off. And it's now up to someone else to step up, like a Capoue maybe, or a Chalabar or a Welbeck, and say, right, lads, we've lost our captain, but we're going to play exactly the same way. We're going to be tough, difficult to break down, and uh, hopefully that will be the case for Watford. Newcastle will definitely see this as an advantage. So the free kick is now been taken by Gray, in fact, his first touch, and he just knocks it back to Chalabar. Watford very happy to stay in their own half. Chalabar plays it back to Cathcart, who knocks it back to Foster. Gale comes running forward to put Foster under pressure. Gets quite close to him there, but he manages to get the ball out to Firminia before it can be intercepted. A little bit dangerous, that, from Foster, but he, he is prone to that from time to time. Firminia plays it, chips it, in fact, over St Maximum, or round St Maximum, up to Saar. And Ritchie is now pressing Saar, and we're on the halfway line, over on the other side of the ground, in front of the Grand Taylor stand, and Saar has the ball with his back to the goal that he is attacking. Ritchie is playing in close attention, he's looking for someone to lay it off to, and he comes inside there. Clever bit of play from Saar, that, and plays it out to Decore. Decore is encouraging Saar to get forward, he makes a run past Ritchie, and uh, receives the ball back. A good pass from Decore goes between Hayden and Ritchie, and Saar picks it up in what is old-fashionedly called the inside right position. Now Rose is coming out to meet him and Rose has had enough of Saar, I think, and uh, would like to get the better of him in this second half. Saar slips him and goes on the outside. Again, he does a nice fake on the inside, goes on the outside and gets himself to the byline. Gray is there between Lascelles and Fernandes and the ball comes in and Gray nips in and manages to get his foot on it, but Dubravka goes down at his feet and makes a good save. And that was good again from Saar. What a game this lad is having. He really is the danger man for Watford at the moment. He certainly is. He certainly, certainly is. Uh, he's so, so quick and so tricky and full of confidence. And Rose is really finding it very difficult. He's shouting at Fernandez, shouting at Hayden and Richie to help him out. He cannot be left one-on-one -on -one against this young man because he hasn't got an answer to uh, what Saar is doing and uh, on the other side of the pitch Welbeck and Shelby have had a few tussles in the first half and Manquillo doesn't also look like he fancies Welbeck very much he's got him behind him on a couple of occasions Lascelles is going absolutely mad this system I think you're right I think this system isn't working and I'm sure Steve Bruce is going to have to change it soon we are now 20 minutes into the second half. 65 minutes have gone and the score is Watford 1 Newcastle United 0 Dubravka comes to the edge of his box and he throws the ball out to Ritchie on the left wing for Newcastle. Ritchie picks it up nicely there, plays it inside to Hayden. Hayden looking to get across the halfway line. Plays it to Gale with his back against goal. Gale plays it out to Almiron. Almiron has a bit of space in front of him. Chalabar tries to come across but Almiron's too quick for him and now he's up against Messina. Messina there, getting close, trying to usher him down the touchline. Can Almiron cut inside and get across or can he get past Messina? He tries to cut back inside, he does so. There's Hayden. Hayden is ready to receive the ball, receives the ball, plays it back into Gale. Gale, this is better for Newcastle. A bit more energy and a bit more temper. He plays it out to Sam Maximum. Sam Maximum immediately takes on for many, but stops, recycles the ball back to Richie. Richie knocks it inside to Hayden. Hayden plays it out to Almiron. We're back where we started. Almiron in a bit of space, attacking Messina down the right wing. The left back for Watford is trying to get close to him, but Almiron is a tricky player. If you get too close to him, he can slip you quite easily. Cabaselli comes across and tackles him. And that is a good tackle from Cabaselli, who hasn't had a great deal to do in this game so far. And he's managed to kick the ball away into the dugouts, up by the halfway line. And that will be a throw-in for Newcastle. 
Much better from Newcastle, that passage of play, getting Almira on the ball, Kenny. Aye, that's what they need to do. They need to get it wide. They need to put these two Watford fullbacks under pressure, put a bit of doubt in the two centre-backs' minds and then get players up to support those wide players, be it Gale, be it Hayden, Shelby, Ritchie, whoever needs to get up there to support Gale because Gale on his own is not going to get a lot of change out of Cabaselli and Cathcart the way they seem to be playing at the moment. So it's a throw-in to Newcastle on the halfway line. Manquillo comes up to take it on the right side of, of uh, their setup. Ooh, excuse me. Again, I, I had a, a fizzy drink, Kenny, which I, I know I shouldn't do, but I have a, a penchant for a certain fizzy drink, which I won't name, obviously. And uh, it always <laughs> creates a bit of gas in the second half. So I do apologise to our very loyal listeners, uh, the belching and burping that goes on in this commentary box. I don't worry about it, Colin. It's fine. It just adds a bit of colour. Thank you very much for your support. So this throw-in is going to be taken by the Spaniard, Manquillo. Very good player and uh, has really had quite a difficult time today with Welbeck. And uh, it's interesting, isn't it, that the Watford fullbacks again, in this game, they haven't really um, tried to get forward too much. We've seen it in other games and then eventually one or both of them will get forward in the second half. Obviously, Messina has come forward to take dead balls, but he hasn't really overlapped Welbeck, Firmino hasn't overlapped Saar and I guess that's what you do when you're 1-0 up. Exactly right, I mean uh, that kind of tactic just leaves you exposed if you're not careful so they're just uh, being a bit cautious and uh, I don't think the Watford fans will mind that too much. Um, they'll certainly have their hearts in their mouths at 1-0, they'd love to see Watford get a second goal. So here comes the throw-in, finally Manquillo uh, throws the ball backwards towards Hayden in the central part of the pitch uh, just uh, halfway inside his own half Hayden wants to get the ball moving quickly again he's directing operations he's pointing to Richie telling him to get forward to support Fam Sam Maximin but actually he plays it to Sam Maximin and this time Richie goes on the overlap and that's good play because now Saar has to track back and Kapu comes across to try and close that down and does so very well the ball doesn't reach Sam Maximin Kapu gets himself back on the ball Plays it in tight to Chalabar and tries to take the heat out of the situation, but Chalabar seems to have other ideas. He plays it to Decore. Decore on the half turn, plays it into Dini. Now halfway into the Newcastle half, Dini with his back to goal, plays it back to Decore. Now Saar is available. Richie has taken his eye off the ball there in his overlap, and now there's some space, and the ball comes to Saar, and Saar drives forward. Hayden tries to come across, but Saar is much too quick for him, and he's getting into the box now. He's just approaching the box. Rose is coming to meet him. Fernandez is coming out, and there's Saar. Oh, he's gone down! He's gone down. Was there contact there from Fernandez? It looks like there was contact, and yes, the referee has put the whistle to his mouth, and he has awarded Watford a penalty in front of the rookery. Good play again from Saar, really standing out now as the, as the player of this game. He's won his team a penalty, obviously it will be checked by VAR. Fernandez is complaining that he never touched him, but he got no near him, nowhere near him. And he's making the international sign for diving, but the referee is definitely not having any of that. Rose is complaining bitterly, and if he's not careful, oh, well, he's gone too far, clearly. Uh, he didn't put his hands on the referee, but the referee has now booked Rose. He's uh, looking to book Fernandez as well, but he's not going to send him off, even though he was potentially the last man. But I guess the cells was there as well and Rose. So it's just a booking for Fernandez. They're still complaining about the award of the penalty. Debravka has come out now and he's screaming at the referee. And uh, he's got his hand up to his ear. And of course, they are going to go to Stokely Park and check this. What's your view on that, Kenny? I well, I just think... Um, He's too good for them today. You know, Rose is, he doesn't know whether to, you know, he doesn't know if he's Arthur or Martha, you might say. 
cuts inside, he goes outside, he's so, so quick. Fernandez there just had to try and get in front of him and uh, in doing so, he, uh, it was a clever bit of, I've seen it now uh, in the replay and it's a clever little bit of a step over for there from Saar and he's gone to the outside and Fernandez has clipped him on Saar's left foot and I, I do believe that that is going to be awarded as a penalty. Certainly not a clear and obvious error by the referee and he was in a very good position to see it as well. So the question now is who's going to take it? Dini is off the pitch with a with a sore ankle. We we uh, send our good thoughts to him and hope that that's not too serious. No ligament damage or tendon damage, just a, a bit of a sprain and he should be up and about in a couple of days. But without him on the pitch, uh, normally Pereira takes uh, the penalties or has taken a penalty for Watford. Um, Andre Gray is looking quite interested, but Saar himself has got the ball and despite everyone walking over to him and saying it would be better if someone else took it, he's having none of it. And, uh, and why not? The young man is clearly having a great game here today at Vicarage Road and eventually um, they give in and they pat him on the back and probably tell him, don't miss it, son. Uh, but uh, actually, it's not clear who is the penalty taker once Dini goes off the pitch. It may have been talked about, but um, anyway, Saar is, is the player who's going to take it. The Newcastle uh, players are still complaining and now we have heard back from VAR the whistle is blown and the finger is pointed to the spot so it will be a penalty we are 26 minutes into this second half 71 minutes now on the clock and here comes Saar and Saar is going to place the ball down he seems very calm this young man uh, the referee is pushing all the Newcastle players out of the area he's warning them if they encroach and the penalty is saved it will be taken again he's had a long word with Dubravka about keeping his uh, getting back on his line and not uh, playing silly games he's still standing there on the six yard line the referee may well get that yellow card out but Dubravka now makes his way back then he walks over to get a drink he's trying to delay and uh, put a bit of doubt in in Saar's mind and Saar just standing there waiting for the whistle to be blown everyone's queuing up to run into the box and get any kind of rebounds and uh, Finally, we're ready to take this penalty and the whistle is blown. Saar comes forward in a stuttering run and hits it and it's a goal for Watford. He hits it very cleanly into the top right-hand corner of the goal and uh, Dubravka does go the right way but it was just too good above his hand. He couldn't get to it and that means that Watford have taken a two-goal lead against Newcastle United. It is Watford 2, Newcastle United 2 and that is a brace for Ismail Assar. That was a very, very good, impressive penalty from the young man. You'd expect him to be a wee bit nervous there, but um, no, no. He was very, very calm. He had to wait, but he struck that very well as if he's been doing it all his life, which he probably has, and uh, totally vindicated his bullishness in deciding that he was going to take the penalty that he has won. And Watford are now in a very, very good pos uh, position after, what, 72 minutes now. And, uh, and uh, hopefully that might put this game to bed. I haven't seen enough from Newcastle in this game calling to suggest that they've got it in them today to come back. No, I think that's right. Saar is there, down in the corner. Uh, the rookery end with Harry the Hornet celebrating his second goal of the game. And that is, uh, well, that is excellent from Saar, excellent from Watford. It was a well-won penalty. Interestingly, tactically, Ritchie went forward to overlap Sam Maximum. And when the ball broke down, uh, it meant that Saar 
really had a lot of space in there and that's why I've said uh, many times, probably boring you all to death, with my belief that this system isn't really working. And I can see uh, Steve Bruce is, uh, looks like he's, he's going to make something like a, possibly a double change here. He's got two players warming up and uh, they're warming up with some intent. So I think we're gonna see some Newcastle substitutions very soon. The Watford players are now making their way back. Uh, I can see Deeney actually, even though he's um, hurt himself, they've obviously treated that. He's got a big bag of ice on his ankle and he was dancing up and down on his good foot, which probably isn't the best, but he's so delighted to see the young man score that penalty and give Watford a 2-0 lead. And uh, we're approaching 30 minutes, the 75 minute mark. Gale to his colleague Almiron. There on the right side uh, of uh, the attacking part and he knocks it long. So Maximan has gone forward and the ball is diagonal but there's for many and he heads it out for a Newcastle throw in and I think we are now going to see a double substitution from uh, Newcastle United. I wonder if he's going to change the system or, or keep the system as it is. So the boards have gone up and I can see now that it is Gale who is going to come off for Newcastle and he is going to be replaced by Joe Linton the centre forward so at the moment that looks very much like uh, the system is going to stay the same and now and the other substitution is Ritchie I think that's probably wise he hasn't had a great game and he's bringing on Benteleb and uh, that means Benteleb is probably going to go uh, into the centre with Hayden and some maximum will drop back and it will be maybe a more orthodox 4-4-2 although Shelby is still out there on the right and Almiron will then join Joe Linton as a front two which does seem to be what's needed at the moment so they have uh, taken up their position now um, it is a Newcastle throw uh, down in front of the Graham Taylor stand but it looks like they have taken up a 4-4-2 system uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a wee bit confusing, isn't it? Because Benteleb is an attacking midfielder, which is good. But Gale is like for like with Joel Linton, but he's definitely uh, pulled Benteleb into the middle because he's much more of a central kind of midfield player. And that means Sir Maximum is going to have to drop back a wee bit and play as a right-sided midfielder. And that's perfectly all right. And Shelby out on the left with Almiron joining Joel Linton up front. And uh, hopefully uh, that may just change the dynamic of the game a wee bit. And uh, the throw-in is taken by Rose, who's come all the way up from his left-back position to take it about halfway into the Watford half. And he he um, makes the throw-in and uh, it goes to Hayden. And Hayden passes it straight to Benteleb, who uh, gets his first touch on the ball. And uh, Benteleb is, uh, just knocks it back to Hayden, just getting a feel for the situation. And uh, now Benteleb uh, receives the ball back from Hayden and Hayden plays it out to his left to St Maximum and uh, they are retreating slightly now just inside the Watford half and we have had 32 minutes of this second half just 13 minutes of normal time to go probably three or four minutes of injury time due to the injury to Deeney and uh, St Maximum definitely lining up in a 4-4-2 and uh, Joe Linton is up front there and wanting to get on the ball and get a feel for it himself. St Maximum plays it into him. He's come a bit short with his back to goal. And Almiron is no more than five or six yards and we see uh, a genuine partnership up front between these two. 
Joe Linton plays it to Almiron. Almiron is being closed down by Cabaselli. Cabaselli, just on the edge of his own area now, is, is pushing Almiron and he is hassling him there and he's harassing him, trying to get the ball off Almiron. Messina comes across as well and Messina is also playing close attention, so Almiron turns and plays it back to Shelby. About halfway into the Watford half. The score here, if you've just joined us on FTRE FM radio, is Watford 2, Newcastle United 0. Watford looking very comfortable at the moment, Kenny. Aye, they are. They're playing very well. They've been really in control of this game for pretty much the whole game. Few chances for Newcastle. They've been very lacklustre today. Steve Bruce will be absolutely furious, but they've made the change now and to see if they can get back into the game. Shelby has the ball, plays it sideways to Hayden, Hayden to Bentaleb, who's just a little bit forward of him, now on the halfway line. And Bentaleb plays it out to his left, to Sam Maximan, who has to play now as a, a more orthodox left-sided midfield player and can't just row forward at will, although they are 2-0 down and will need a goal if they're going to have any chance of getting back in this game. So Maximum comes forward, but Saar is there doing his defensive work, which is very impressive from the young man, particularly as he's scored a brace in this game. And Saar is is hassling and using his body to get in between Sir Maximum and uh, the Watford area. Sir Maximum uses his shoulder there and pushes Saar slightly to his side and plays the ball in behind him and chases after it and that's good play from Sam Maximum and uh, there's Bentaleb keeping up with him for many comes out. Cuthgart comes out also to pick up Bentaleb's run. The ball comes to Bentaleb. He immediately plays it to Hayden. Hayden into Joe Linton with his back to goal on the D. Almiron is screaming for it. He's just between Cabaselli and Messina. It's a good little pass there from Joe Linton and Almiron is in behind and he shoots and Foster saves and that is a good save. He's actually managed to knock the ball up in the air and catch it as it comes down but that was a much better move from Newcastle. You can see more attacking um, ambition from Newcastle the ball into Linton with his back to goal Almiron made a nice little run between the left back and the centre back and Joe Linton found him with a perfectly weighted pass but the angle was tight Foster had it covered and he managed to throw the ball up in the air and then catch it we are now 35 minutes into this second half it is Watford 2 Newcastle United 0 Watford will be hoping that this game just simply grinds to a halt and they can see out a nice 2-0 and keep a clean sheet which is not something they have done very often in the past weeks Foster bouncing the ball and uh, well the Newcastle fans there at the Vicarage Road end are booing and whistling and jeering Foster for his uh, his attempts at time wasting the referee now on the halfway line is calling Foster to play the ball in and he does so he kicks it out wide to the left-hand side down here in front of us in the Sir Elton John stand and Welbeck manages to get his chest on it and bring it down that's a good bit of play from Welbeck that's what he needs to do now he's the biggest powerful most strongest player in this Watford side and he needs to be able to hold the ball up and he does so there plays it back to Chalabar Chalabar's had a very good game today He's sniffed out danger, he's made it look uh, very easy to close down this Newcastle side and um, sometimes when you don't notice a player it means that they're doing something very good. Plays it to Kapu. Kapu, his imperious best I think during this game, plays it outright to Saar, the man of the moment who plays it into Decore. And they now uh, move slowly into the Newcastle half. The third goal would certainly see this game over. But there's Hayden again. Hayden has been a stalwart for Newcastle today. Lascelles comes to join him and they close down to Corey. Corey turns and plays it back to Chalabar. Bentaleb is on Chalabar straight away and uh, Chalabar plays it sideways to Kapu who plays it back to Cathcart. Now Cathcart plays it forward to Kapu. Kapu plays it in to Chalabar. We are approaching 
37 minutes into this second half. Just nine minutes to go. We're in the 81st minute. Chalabar plays it to Saar, who loses the ball. He loses the ball. Rose was there and he nips it off and plays it into St Maximum. St Maximum gets the ball, tin his feet and makes one of his trademark runs. And uh, he's now coming in towards the corner of the area. There's Femenia. There's Cathcart coming to close him down. St Maximum plays it inside to Joe Linton. Joe Linton plays it to Almiron just to his right on the corner of the Watford penalty area. St Maximum keeps his run going. Cathcart and Femenia are, are struggling to hold him back and a good ball now may find St Maximum and the ball comes in and St Maximum shoots and scores! And Newcastle has scored at the far post. It's a, a volley from St Maximum with such power. I don't think Foster even saw it. It was a great little ball from Almiron. What technical skill that is. Joe Linton coming on has made all the difference. He seems to be a kind of physical fulcrum for this Newcastle side in a way that Gale isn't. And uh, St Maximum made a good run there. And he laid the ball off to Linton and passed it to Almiron. And Almiron uh, looked like he was going to try and get into the box. St Maximum is just keeping his run going, keeping in a danger area there, just inside the Watford box and the little chip, uh, lovely little chip cross from Almiron seemed to hang in the air and St Maximum was on it in a flash and he caught it with his left foot and it was a perfect volley and that has put Newcastle back in this game, Kenny. Aye, it has and I'm not going to say that goal's been coming but, uh, well, with seven minutes to go, Newcastle now feel like they can... Uh, they can maybe get a point from this encounter. The technical ability in that goal was probably the best we've seen uh, in the whole game, uh, excluding perhaps Sars finish in the in the fifth, sixth minute, whenever it was in the first half. But that was the chip from Almiron. I mean, my God. I mean, he still had a lot of work to do. Uh, there's no worry about that. I mean, he had to hit that on the volley first time. That if he'd taken it down, he just would have been tackled or the ball would have got away from him would have been cleared away but he just decided right I'm going to hit this and smacked it with his left foot and it went across the goal and into the, the far corner there uh, to Foster's left and he, he really didn't stand a chance and the Newcastle fans are going absolutely crazy and they're exhorting their team to get back quickly and and uh, restart the game so they can they can get back into this game maybe get a 2 all draw Watford will be feeling a little bit nervous and uh, I can see that Yes, I think Pearson is now uh, he's now decided to make another substitution. He's got Dawson warming up there, the centre back. Is he going to throw Dawson into that back line to to make a, a three at the back with or a five at the back? Yes, it certainly looks like it. Dawson is a very reliable sort of character, I think. He hasn't really managed to cement his place in this team, but it's probably uh, not a bad idea at this stage. With just over five minutes to play to bring Dawson on and stiffen up that back line a little bit. Joe Linton has really made a huge difference to this Newcastle attack and uh, Bentelot has played his part as well. We're ready to restart this game and uh, it's Gray who uh, knocks it back to Kapu. So far that substitution it hasn't taken place but I suspect it will the next time the balls goes out of play and Kapu looks up and just knocks it straight out for a throw in deep in the Newcastle half down by the corner flag and that allows Watford to make this substitution. You don't normally see that, do you, Kenny, a player knocking it out deliberately? No, but I think they feel the tension now and the ground has got very quiet. Um, there's a few chants being made, but there's a real sense of tension. These three points are very, very important to Watford. We've just got like four minutes to go and uh, it's Decore 
Is it Decore? Yes, it looks like Decore is the one to go off. Uh, I suspect that means that uh, Dawson is going to come on. It's definitely Dawson. He's going to drop in there between Cabaselli and Cathcart. I suspect Chalabar and Capu will just drop back and maybe Saar will join them and Welbeck and Gray will play up front. So we've got five at the back and a 5-3-2 system, I suppose, or a 3-5-2, depending on where Messina and Femenia place themselves. But I suspect we'll see Watford get very deep now. And uh, here comes Dawson. He's ambling onto the pitch, but he takes up his uh, position. And Manquillo has the ball in his hands, deep, deep down in front of the rookery there, and, and uh, bowls the ball out, throws the ball out to Shelby. Shelby on the right-hand side of a four-man midfield plays it inside to Hayden and Hayden is, is exhorting his troops to get forward again and uh, plays it up to Linton just inside the uh, Watford half and Gray comes across and nicks the ball off him and that's good play from Gray. He didn't see him coming, came down on the blind side and he knocks it straight out to Welbeck who goes up onto the shoulder of Manquillo. Manquillo is looking for Decore but of course Decore isn't there so he plays the ball right across the pitch to Saar but it's not really quite the quality that he needs and it goes out for another Newcastle throw in their own half, level with their own penalty area and Rose rushes across to get the ball off the ball boy and immediately throws it into Fernandez and Fernandez plays it forward to Bentaleb and uh, Bentaleb uh, now plays it in to Hayden the Frenchman has made a bit of a difference I think since he's come on and actually the system is just working much better Hayden plays it to Sam Maximin they're looking for Sam Maximin to get forward and repeat the trick Sam Maximin plays it in to Hayden again and Hayden knocks it forward to Joe Linton Al Miron is playing close attention to Joe Linton no more than five or six yards away from him he passes it to Al Miron continues his run Joe Linton is picked up by Cathcart on the edge of the Watford area. This is going to be a nervy few minutes for Watford. And Almiron plays it back to Joe Linton. Joe Linton is a strong, rangy character. He hasn't scored a lot of goals for Newcastle, but he certainly made a difference in this game. He plays it out to Sam Maximum, who's got forward. He seems to be the one of that four-man midfield who's given licence to get forward. Shelby being disciplined and staying alongside Hayden and Bentaleb. Sam Maximum has the ball and Fermenia comes in and tackles him, and that's a good tackle. But the ball... Just goes straight to Rose, who is on the halfway line. Rose picks it up. Just two minutes of normal time to go. Rose looking to get the ball forward. He chips the ball into Joe Linton with his back to goal, just near the D. He brings it down and plays it off to Hayden. And Chalabar tackles Hayden. And that's a good tackle uh, from Chalabar. And uh, the ball just goes forward again. And it's Lascelles who picks it up in his own half. Plays it back to Hayden, who's come short into space. Plays it to Bentaleb. Bentaleb goes on a run now. Gets himself into the Watford half, looking for some maximum. Some maximum is marked very closely so he changes his mind and knocks it across the park to Shelby this time Shelby gets forward he's in the Watford half now and looking to get forward and create a chance for Newcastle to get this equalising goal Hayden is now up on the D and he plays it into Hayden Joe Linton is alongside him he knocks it off to Joe Linton Joe Linton plays it into Almiron Almiron recycles the ball to Shelby who's come up in a much more advanced position and Messina is a bit unclear about which one to pick up Cabaselli is telling him to pick up Shelby. Dawson is staying there in the centre and Cabaselli comes across to pick up Almiron. Seems to be working this change for Watford. Shelby is uh, dealing with uh, Messina and here comes Welbeck again. Welbeck comes back to do his defensive duty and picks up Shelby there. And uh, there's a bit of a tussle going on between them again and Shelby shoves him. Oh, and uh, well, the referee has given a free kick to Watford there. Rather foolish, that shove. Not much in it. A bit of handbags. I don't think he's going to book him for the second time and send him off Kenny no but it's is um, showing the kind of urgency they should have been showing uh, much earlier in the game and, and a free kick to Watford is not what Newcastle want at the moment 
So uh, it's now nearly the end of normal time, just 30 seconds to go before the end of normal time. And uh, it's Welbeck that's got the ball in his hand, puts it down, he just plays it backwards to Messina, and Messina plays it to Foster. But uh, the Newcastle players have come right forward and are going to press, so Foster knocks it long towards Gray, but Gray gets no chains out of Lascelles there. Lascelles has the ball in his, at his feet, in his own half, just by the centre circle, looking to play the ball. Watford very, very deep now. The three centre-backs are taking up positions on the 18-yard line and uh, basically inviting Newcastle to come forward and break them down if they can. Lascelles plays it into Hayden. Hayden plays it forward to Bentaleb, who has taken up a forward position in what you might call the number 10 role. And uh, there's the fourth official. He holds up. It's uh, four minutes of added time and... Uh, there's a lot of whistling and booing from the Watford fans. But Hayden now has the ball back and he is halfway into the Watford half. He is looking to get the ball wide to St Maximin and does so. St Maximin takes on Fermenia. Fermenia is there playing close attention to him again and Cathcart comes across. Dawson takes up a position just uh, in the centre of the 18-yard line in case the ball comes across. St Maximin recycles the ball, looking for Joe Linton. Joe Linton gets the ball around about where the Deers and Dawson comes out to close him down. There's Almiron again, very close to Joe Linton all the time and he plays the ball to Almiron. Almiron plays it to Shelby who's made a nice overlap there on the right wing. Shelby picks the ball up and crosses it and there's Joe Linton and it's oh what a save what an incredible save there from Foster it's a great save there from Foster uh, one of his special saves it looked for all the world like that was going into the top right hand corner right hand as Foster sees it it was a great bit of work from Almiron and there was Joe Linton a powerful header but Foster was equal to it must have read it he tried to just put it in to Foster's right and he managed somehow, I don't know how, he seems to have elastic arms or extendable arms and tipped it over the bar for a Newcastle corner. And this now, with two minutes of added time already played, will probably be Newcastle's last chance. They're going to pack the box here. Watford have brought everybody back. What about that save, Kenny? Oh, I don't, I don't know what to see, Colin. I... I mean, that is world-class. How come this player hasn't played more for his national side? I will never know. He went on a lot of trips but never seemed to get the gig and eventually retired. And who can blame him? It's, it's not much fun going away all the time and never playing. So, But that, that was a top, top draw save. If Manuel Neuer had made that save, everyone would be talking about it. Or if, if even Alisson had made that or Kepa, they would say, oh, look at that £80 million goalkeeper. They bought him for three and a half million pounds from West Brom and he makes a save like that and that has kept Watford in the game at 2-1. Exactly right. Uh, there's a bit of argy-bargy in the box and the referee is just having a, a chat with Cabaselli who can be quite a fiery character and he's there holding on to Joe Linton. Cathcart is, is picking up Sam Maximum in the middle there. Uh, Chalabar and Kapu have come back into the box. It's going to be Rose to take this and uh, he's going to hit a left-footed outswinger uh, into the box and hopefully will cause havoc in the Watford defence. That is, if you are a Newcastle fan. Quite unbelievable save that from Foster. It was a, a very powerful header. He got everything on it, but he somehow managed to get across and uh, just tip it round the bar. It was one of the best saves I've ever seen. It was away uh, to our right, uh, just in front of the Vicarage Road stand. The Newcastle fans were already celebrating a goal and 
and uh, now being jeered by the Watford faithful for having celebrated a goal that didn't happen. OK, Rose is ready to take this corner. We only have, uh, he'll probably add, a, we've only got a few seconds left, but I suspect the referee will add another minute or so because of the argy-bargy in the box there which is just another attempt by Watford to waste a bit of time. Now here comes Rose and he knocks it all the way across and there's Almiron with a cushioned header and Joe Linton hits it, but it goes straight and very tamely into Foster's arms and I suspect now when Foster kicks this ball out and he's bouncing the ball, the players are ambling forward, the Newcastle players are, are shouting at the ref about the clock and pointing to an invisible watch on their wrists. The international sign seems to have been a bit of a theme during this commentary, the international sign for what's going on with the watch why aren't you stopping the watch are we going to get these seconds back Foster still bouncing the ball boos from the Newcastle fans but I suspect this will be it Kenny and Foster kicks the ball long and there are the three peeps on the referees Whistle and Watford have managed to hold on at the end of this game it is Watford 2 Newcastle United 1 an excellent game of football and uh, Watford have got another valuable three points. Really, their home form has been the thing that's turned round their season. They are now on 37 points after 35 games and uh, really in sight of the finish line. Kenny, your thoughts on the game? I uh, Well, I have to say I think it's deserved. There were, were a few moments there at the end where I suspect Watford fans will have had their heart in their mouth. Um, great save from Foster, that. And... Uh, well, he's won them the three points there, I believe. He's saved them losing two points. Watford played very well, very disciplined, all through the first half and through the second half. And I think you were right. You've spotted it very early on, Colin. You must watch a lot of football, I guess. But uh, I do. I do watch a lot of football. It is something of a passion for me and also my job. But you got it absolutely right there, Colin. The system for Newcastle just wasn't working. Richie and Shelby were like spare parts in that system. They just couldn't really affect the game and... Uh, they went one down very, very early to a great goal from Saar. And uh, I thought in the second half when Dini went off, that would make a difference. But actually what really made a difference is when they made that double substitution, bringing on Joel Linton for Gale and Bentaleb for Ritchie and, and making it into a more uh, obvious 4-4-2. And Joel Linton and Almiron playing up top together really did cause Watford a few problems uh, towards the end. He should have probably done it earlier. But... Uh, the star of the show for me today, Colin, if I may say, I think my man of the match today was Ismail Assar, scored the goal uh, in the sixth or fifth minute or whenever it was, and then really just terrorised that defence every time he got the ball. Richie just didn't know whether to drop deep and do his defensive duties or stay forward, and Rose couldn't handle his pace, couldn't handle his trickery. Fernandez made a mistake, I think, for the first goal, and then then gave away the penalty, which was also a foul on Saar, and Saar very confidently grabbed hold of the ball, wouldn't listen to anybody else, even though he's probably the youngest player on the pitch, put the ball down and smacked it into the goal for 2-0, and that really did it for Newcastle, despite getting back in the goal with, well, what has to be probably the best goal of the game, a beautiful little cushion chip from Almiron, and Sam Maximan fired it in on the volley. But this game was won, really, I think, in the first 75 minutes because Watford just had a handle on Newcastle today and uh, Newcastle didn't really have an answer to, to Watford's play. 
Exactly right. That's a great summary as always from you, Kenny. It's a great pleasure to have you here alongside me in the commentary box. I do hope you'll be able to join me again before the end of the season. I know you're very popular with the listeners on FTRE FM Radio. And I just want to say before we go back to the studio, don't forget to listen to the podcast. Those three stalwart gentlemen from FTRE, John Mooney, Jason Bailey and Mike Parkin, will be talking about this game after we have finished here. They will be recording their weekly podcast and I do hope that you will be able to tune into that on Monday morning, possibly Sunday evening, and have a listen. They speak very well about the game. They're passionate Watford fans and uh, they're an excellent addition to our radio station. So that's it from us uh, here in this lovely afternoon. It's now just gone five o'clock and the sun is still shining down and it's lovely and warm here at Vicarage Road. And it is warmer still for Watford fans because the final result of this game is Watford 2, Newcastle United 1. Back to the studio. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans. for Watford fans. From the rookery end.